And we are live once again. The Grapple FPL Game Week 6. There's a lot of people watching that, so I don't know why. I don't think that's what our FPL thing, you know, I'm pretty sure. Oh no. Oh, well, yeah. We're going to get in trouble here. We just might as well say that from the get-go. I don't think there's any way around this whatsoever. I feel like I mean, two, people, two people that live in Liverpool, two Irish people, me and Ogden. It's all, you know, it's a great day. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's been such a like... quiet week as well, you know. It's just mm. Well, that's it, yeah. I think we've got, like, the curse. Like, we killed NXT UK. You know, we killed CM Punk's AEW career. We killed Vince McMahon. <laughs> and now here we are. And the Queen is dead. But FPL still lives. Am I going to say that? I don't know. Anyone watch that? Not this week, any... it isn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's them for this week. Like, I don't think we've got any actual FPL um, viewers anymore, JP. I think we chased them all off with our with our bad advice and uh, and terrible team. So, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of like FPL accounts today. In morning. Yourself, <laughs> Very different proud of my, my position at the moment. You're doing well. You're doing well. But we are going to be effectively talking about how the death of the Queen of England, the longest reigning monarch in uh, in this country, is going to affect fantasy league teams and how that is quietly annoying, which like does and, and all the various political ramifications it brings up as well. So I'm sure nothing will go wrong here in any way, shape or form. Um, but if anyone else is curious, on the alternative side, uh, Shamrock Rovers looking good here second half against Dewar Garden. So um, every cloud. Didn't cancel the game, no? JP. <laughs> Nearly scored. Aaron Green should have. He's not prolific enough, but that's. We'll talk well, one day. Hopefully, we'll talk about League of Ireland FPL. What, what happened to Waterford? I thought you were a Waterford fan. I am, but this is League of Ireland teams in Europe. Just, just anybody I from think, Ireland. <laughs> well, actually, yes, because they all serve the greater good of a World it's Cup winning league. Irish side, which I've been hanging my hat on. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bit where the bloke down the pub says, oh, you got to support any English team in Europe. It's that, it's that um, in action. <laughs> like, there's some I prefer more than others, but this is the only <laughs> representation of the League of Ireland in Europe, which normally isn't the case. Mm. Like, normally this is all over before any other English clubs get involved. But no, no. Con- the Europa you, Conference the, League, mate, where it's at. Into the group stages, the coefficient will be going up. So, uh, yeah. yeah, mate, that co- coefficient talk. That's the real talk. That's proper data. <laughs> nice XG nonsense. Coefficients. That's where. Well, that's where. Like Scotland pay per view buy rates uh... back in the day. Point yeah. two. Don't give me the buys. I want to know the number. Because uh, Scotland have obviously bumped it up now with uh, Rangers and Scotland both getting into uh, various group stages. So, you know, yeah. Ireland's on, next on the way. And then eventually TNS will get in there, you know. All these terrible minor <laughs> teams will end up in Europe. You've got a gap now. They can all run over the next two weeks and uh, while everything else is shut down, including apparently, what is it? Live sports are shut down. Comedy yeah. can't go go take part. Anything political can't take part. I think, that means, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that means TNT versus GCW is off next week, Gareth. I think we're, uh, I think we're done for. <laughs> can Alex Cologne, like, can they not just do a minute silence? No. Which would be <laughs> well, comedy I, value. I, 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 I didn't see random acts of self mutilation for 30 quid being on the list of things that were banned. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be all right. Uh, is everyone's um, Facebook as bad as mine tonight? Like Twitter's one world, and oh. Facebook is very much another. My <laughs> mum's family. Jesus Christ. 
I don't know how. That's where she lived with them. Honestly, the, the level of passion that's going on here. <laughs> Slightly different from the cousins. They'll all say on the other side of the family. It's... Uh, fireworks going off in Ireland, Jamesy. Oh, yeah, big time, yeah. Um, the, the, the Facebook reminds me of... Um, we, we have this WhatsApp group for um, for all the neighbours living in our estate. Just just like if, if any... Uh, like if there's a break into a car or something like that or whatever, like they can kind of let each other know and that kind of thing. And um, <laughs> there's one English guy that lives in the estate. And ju- during the European Championships the last time, um, it, like it was just all of us, all the dads basically in the estate, just laughing at England constantly or giving out about England and hoping they lost. And he finally broke the English guy. And, and I think it was the semi-final. I just put this big rant about how we should be supporting our neighbours and everything. And it was just the funniest thing ever. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting asked here, Gareth, if we can get a grapple Sarah run in at some point. Um... <laughs> She's had an email from work to say that they're not allowed to comment, like anything on oh. uh, on, on social media or anything. Oh, well. so, I, so I, don't, I don't think popping up on it is. I've got fingers crossed. I've got fingers crossed for work close tomorrow. Oxford, say, plenty of army people. Oh, come on, it, if it was a bit like short that? notice, but yeah. Like my, my workplace I'm crushed, has, uh, I'm crushed, mate. I need the day off. I can't go. <laughs> my, workplace, my workplace has a royal patronage, so I'm kind of expecting that we'll get something. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. What, you're going to get a cut of the estate? No, no, no. It's like, <laughs> oh, obviously, like, the, oh, the company I, yeah. I was going to say, fucking getting Chris, you know? <laughs> the company I work for obviously has a, a big bit to do with the royal family, so... We do a lot of their work for them, so I assume we're going to get some days off, which would be nice. We all do their work for them. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is there officially no monarch at the moment? Like, your man hasn't been? No, he's there. So at the moment, yeah. lads, you're, you're, you're actually not subjects for one night. How does that feel? They're all sort of barely been off the seat and he's jumped in. A bit of freedom. You know, you feel a bit more free, a bit more like you're, you know... You're not the answerable boots come off, anybody. The boots come off the back. <laughs> the jack boots. Yeah. Just oh, going to go and rustle some peacocks like... or something like that, you know. Just uh, get ourselves into a local park. <laughs> Cheeky bit of post. Swan yeah. I see. Just there we go. <laughs> I would do, but my leprosy is keeping me indoors these days. Terrible state of There's literally weirdos outside Buckingham Palace, isn't there? Like yeah, singing God yeah. Save the King. I mean... You know what I mean? The thrones, the thrones I'm watching them now in the pissing down rain. It's like, and fuck off all, it's raining. <laughs> they definitely oh, know the, the weather the today. going to turn up yet till tomorrow. Yeah. It's not going to shake you, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His brother, mate. <laughs> Way too old. Well, Way too old. old. <laughs> oh, no. Aren't they all up in the Scotland anyway? Wasn't it, wasn't it Balmoral where she was? Yeah, Balmoral. Yeah. So, right. so, like, um, Camilla and Charles are not back down in London till um, tomorrow. So, King's Court's consort, mate. Come on, get it right. <laughs> what, what, what's I was think, thinking when, did, you know, with like Diana, the. How, how early was it when they laid all the flowers outside, like uh, Buckingham Palace and what have you? Oh, sure, it was, it was dead, it that it was dead early like, that she she died. Then, wasn't it? It was like uh, three or four a.m. Because I, when I was a uh, when it happened, yeah. I, I was a paper boy when it happened. So I was up at like five a.m. 
and it was everywhere already at that stage. I remind, I remind you, my brother had gone out, Chris. I, what, sorry? Have you got an alibi? <laughs> so my my brother my brother had gone out on the piss and he he put on the telly and he saw it live. He fell asleep as well. And then I woke up the next morning and he told me and I just remember just her face on the telly. No mm. show programs on. I was like, All right, it's beyond a joke now. Come on. Like let's <laughs> let's crack on with the football here. Even Football mm. Italia at that point in time would have done very well. Um, and I was travelling on a train through Putney when Jill, uh, Jill Dando died, but I have nothing to do with that. Apparently, it was some sort of Yugoslavian thing. Yeah. You, you don't go by Barry Bulsara on the sly or anything like that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might, you know, sliding doors universe. I stop it. Just close, like, just close, just just close me off, Ben. Yeah. Just <laughs> she, was no, she was no Sue Cook on crime. Not the value. <laughs> I have to uh, make this a, a private stream. I think at some point, <laughs> this will be the grapple stream that'll get us cancelled finally. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is it. This is this is us. Oh, now, is, it, is this public? <laughs> oh yeah. No. Nah, no one watches. Don't worry. Apart from tonight, <laughs> apparently. Um, like I said, death, death is um, apparently a draw. Um, but yeah, as, as a few people said in the uh, in the chat and on, on Twitter, you know, Queen just could survive Thursday nights with her without her beloved NXT UK. That's why she's. Uh, that's why she's gone. Done and run out. <laughs> Final straw. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Well, that's going to be the answer to the question, isn't it? Where were you all when um, when this happened? And it'll be like, yeah, making jokes in an FPL chat on Twitter <laughs> and then going live on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> and see what we can get away with. <laughs> she oh, looks nothing, uh, nothing on the telly, is there? All no, the radio. Right, no. Is it that bad? To be honest. Yeah, so like Sky Sports News is um, on on Sky News and main event is as well. A lot of the Sky Sports channels I, are just like just, even at even at the races has got uh, the the the, the, the American racing off tonight. But bloody uh, Queen's taken over, so I think I think it will last for maybe about twenty. It was generally twenty four hours with Diana. How long this lasted, but. Back then, there wasn't the streaming services there are now, so you can easily just stick on Disney Plus and <laughs> what have you, just to avoid, avoid all this, which I what? have. And I've watched about three episodes of The Simpsons tonight. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I, I do remember on Diana's funeral, like Rob, Republic of Ireland, James, you'll remember this, played Iceland away. Roy Keane scored twice, 4-2. I think we were two one down. Kilban might have made his debut. These are irrelevant facts, but it was blessed <laughs> relief that there was something to watch on that <laughs> day. And had a few pints with the old fellow. Just went, oh, I'm just gonna have a session here. They had the satellite. It, it was great. Like so, I remember her funeral quite fondly. Like just because it was a qualifier <laughs> as well. Mm. You know, that, that it, was it, during it, the summer, so there was there was no Premier League on anyway, wasn't it? It was like it was like early August, wasn't it? Kind of. Yeah, no, when I she... think it, we have, there were, were Premier League games. Was there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, England, yeah. England were meant to play. England, and they, yeah. And they cancelled it. Ah, here here you go. So, um, latest news is uh, the EFL have confirmed that it's fixtures scheduled for tomorrow evening. Burnley, Norwich and Tranmere Rovers versus uh, Stockport County have been postponed. A determination regarding the remainder of this weekend scheduled fixtures will be made following a review of the official morn, morning guidance. So it, it's looking, it's, it's yeah. off isn't it? Um, no what, Chris, official, official, like that thing in The Guardian was like, uh, official morning period is nine days. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that will take you up to the funeral anyway. Mm-hmm. And then so you'll go back to normal two game weeks. Sunday. In FPL terms. <laughs> it takes you up to next Sunday, doesn't it? So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's thrown a real kind of like... Uh, a little uh, hey, cheeky it's little... Up, uh, it's livened up the season like Cody. It has livened up the season. <laughs> Not in the way that we expected. This year's COVID. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't understand. We played through COVID. What's the difference? Like, why, why, why is it just a given that everything's being cancelled? Like you say people need the... Uh, people need... We're all going to go mad over the next 10 days. Yeah, you guys you know, are literally playing now and there's no problem. Yeah, yeah. and they're lo- losing, by the way. Who? Did they do a minute silence? No, United. They did a minute oh, silence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That do. should be a minute silence and play the fucking games. Who cares? <laughs> Honest to God, like, it is the greatest load of nonsense. The country comes to a standstill for nine fucking days, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Are you playing a proper team, Jamesy? Have you got, like, a proper 11 out? Is he... Yeah, they're, they're playing Real Sociedad, so I think they're... they're you know, probably the best team in their group. So they're, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're like, they've, they're, they started with Maguire and Lindelof at centre back, but like, it's, it's, it's no, there's no youth players. Like, it's all senior players. Mm-hmm. Casemiro, Fred, Ericsson, Elanga, Ronaldo, Anthony. It's, it's, it's a good strong team. They should be winning with the yeah. team they have out. They, they, they conceded a penalty just five minutes ago there. So it's 60 minutes gone and it's 1 0 to Sassiadad. So. It's a shame that they're going to uh, cancel the games off because I'd love to see how James McLean uh, responds. We have to do a bit of silence and stuff. Liverpool, Liverpool versus Rangers in three weeks' time. <laughs> Just put your hand up for that one. And whoever Rangers play for the next few weeks, possibly, I, I, I might be completely. Well, it's like what was that Liverpool, about Liverpool at, at home tomorrow? He, today? he was supposed to play tonight, but he's injured. Oh, <laughs> Aaron Ramsey injured. He was. It was the first thing I'd I'd ask my son that actually, if that had happened. They should have just named him on the bench anyway, just in case they get a penalty, just so he could take it. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but what are they actually going to do? Like, how? Like, this is already like a from an FPL point of view. Obviously, again, the important points. Um, like, what are they going to do? Like, the the, se- the season's already chopped it's, in two. We've already got like the yeah. big break coming. Where are these matches going to be? Like it's, already it's very, Brighton as well next yeah. week. Got, I've already got one postponed, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, out. very messy. Like I, I remember listening to a podcast at the start of the season, and they were talking about you know the way when they get to I think the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Mm. That's usually a blank game week because there's usually six to eight Premier League teams playing in that. Mm. Right. And they were saying, well, at, at the moment there's only three options for a blank game weeks. Mm. Like midweeks you could put those games mm. into so like mm. it's it's really tight like between now and the World yeah. Cup there's nowhere to put them because there's, just, there's, just, there's just, European just games every here. midweek just looking here on the uh, fixture on the fixture list so mm. there is there is space between Monday the 10th of October and Friday the 14th of October to plonk quite a few games there there's like Forest and Villa on the Monday Brentford Brighton on the on the Friday so you can easily Plump these in there, like like a week's there, and then I, I, I you, think you're possibly struggling, aren't yeah. you, up until like the? Oh uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be what, what, I, what I would say is that there's there's going to be a few good double game weeks there, so it's bad news for anybody who's used all their chips already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, andy has been good this week. No, no hits, no chips. Well, that's no got any left. <laughs> 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 
even any minus points or anything. Hey, I'll have you know I went up four places last week, so I'm around oh, the same man. position as you, Gareth. So, there's a couple of like, is it bad? How quickly did your minds go to FPL the moment you found out that the uh, longest <laughs> rating? Yeah. yeah, straight away was because I also thought as well, Saint Maximan will probably be back by then in that, mm. which I'm sure he even wasn't even <laughs> thinking about when the Queen died. So, like, there was, like, little things like that about those players who've got those little niggling knocks and you're worried about them kind of being burnt out into Europe. Harland could be playing next time round. He'll have had a week's rest, wouldn't he? Like, Not like he needs rest, because I'm sure he just drinks oil like the pure footballing <laughs> robot that he is. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going Go to be a wild few weeks. I get, but this this is what makes FPL seasons. It's more exciting, and it's like that. Remember that year, the, when the pandemic first happened, it was like the FPL people didn't know what to do, so they just left left the game running. And like I remember, like being one of the few people who were still logging in and making transfers every week for these game weeks that didn't exist anymore. And like it was just like at the very end of it, everyone got a wild card anyway, so it was pointless. Like I don't know what they'll actually do. Yeah, you in the same boat. <laughs> Oh, I was really annoyed. That really bugged me. That it, it it meant that I ended up getting beat in my work league because just the fella mm. could then. I had my team all lined up where I'd been like making them transfers nicely for that first thing back, and then he could just mm. do a fucking wild card and just basically match it. It was just like, oh, what? Oh. <laughs> 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 Terrible. Well, yeah, but there are going to be people on wild card this week. Like, what yeah. do you reckon, Chris? What, yeah. what do we do? Like, well, do people, have, people will have already made transfers, already had wild mm. cards locked in. They're going to have to keep with it because it's obviously um i guess there's no precedent just to wipe everything out just because of something's happened or a game's been postponed they want to do it if say if there was like a torrential weather warning or something or games got cancelled everything still stands so mm. i can't I see should, that I, I think we should get an extra wild card personally i just <laughs> <need another one. laughs> i mean I wouldn't, I wouldn't i wouldn't be against it at this point but <laughs> i don't want people to lose the transfers <laughs> they've already made just to teach them a lesson i'd <laughs> I want Andy to get one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just Andy, Andy deserves one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when um, teams get hot, like what happened to me and Andy last season. Like they they've got no mercy. They're just like, well, you're stuffed. Sorry, you know. It's just you either wild card your way back in, or if you like Andy, you just take the the minus hits. You know, it's just it's kind of like they're very rigid about how the game works. Like even that season, mm. like we were just talking about there, Gareth. It's like didn't the other game weeks wasn't it like game week thirty eight plus and things like that. There was like. <laughs> they, 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 they couldn't even bring themselves to make a game week 39. It just yeah. kind of they just did it that way instead. Like, yeah, I don't expect any wild innovation, but it's going to be dead interesting. No. What they do, they're so too, they're too set in their ways to to make any, any innovations. It feels at this point. Mm. I was um, I've not I've not done a team, but I've been looking at that um, Champions League um, version of the FPL, and they have mm. bits for like defensive midfielders. So like somebody yeah. like Jorginho gets tackles, like points yeah. for tackles and interceptions and that sort of thing. You're like, man, that'd be great for FPL. Or yeah. I play mm. fan tracks as well. And that has like, everybody gets points for whatever they do throughout the game. And yeah. you're like, wow, mm. this would be a much better way of scoring things for FPL. Cause yeah. then it makes every player worth something. Um, as mm. opposed to just, you know, the way the system works. As we were saying last week, like anything that Cancelo does basically gets in points in FPL. But anything anybody else does doesn't seem to match up the same way and that sort of thing. But um, mm. yeah, they're, they're very stuck in the way. So I do think at one point there'll be a big revamp and loads of people will probably kick off, but it will probably be for the yeah, That's a different discussion for a different time, I think. I, I think the only change I can think of them making was to change one of the chips, didn't they, a couple of years ago? Mm. What was that old chip? All out oh. attack, wasn't it? All out you attack. Said- 
he's he's got one of them in his back pocket. He'll use that next week. <laughs> better. He'll pull that out. Yeah. <laughs> so so how, how, did that, how did that work then? It was, uh, so, he, so you could play two, oh, two five three. So you'd only have to play two defenders, but this was obviously before the change in Premier League tactics as to where everybody had wing-backs, and it was everybody's Mm. back four was basically just four defenders, so they didn't get as many points. Uh, But now, Mm. obviously, the wing-backs are basically the best scorers in the game. Mm. Only being able to play two defenders doesn't really have as much of a uh, thing. They'd probably be better off if it was seven defenders, and then (laughs) people would probably play that chip instead of yeah it was the way it was the most well most pointless chip because yeah like all, all it meant is you could play two defenders but yeah that's like I, the biggest I, I, change i'll be there i'll be there with my back four like uh, getting the clean sheets and you'd be there stuck with that chip and i'd be just be like i don't want to use it i want my clean sheets like <laughs> <laughs> just survive to the end of the season but, yeah. uh, oh it's just yeah it's, it's gonna be wild and yet obviously there's like if it's two game weeks, like uh, Starfish said in the chat there, that's going to be a nightmare. Like you say, mm-hmm. if it's the funeral next week, then there's two lots to, to fit in. And there's also... Who were Brighton supposed to be playing? They've got a postponed... Yeah, they've got Palace. Palace. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah, going to say, yeah. Bournemouth are going to come out of this smelling the roses. Like, uh, given like they've just lost Potter to Chelsea, mm. you know, whoever's coming in... Brighton, you mean? And it's Brighton, uh, Brighton sorry, yeah. Uh, and Adam Lallana's coming in. Now means he's got three weeks to get ready. For Which his... is mental, mm. by the way, just to throw yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, I, I was very surprised when I saw that. Uh, <clears throat> apparently, he's done all of his badges at uh, Liverpool while he's been there, like uh, under the rate, like um, as a player sort of thing. So now he's just mm. turning up at because all of the backroom staff have gone. It's not just Potter; it's uh, Graham Reed and everybody else that was under him. They're all going mm. for I think twenty four million. I think it was for the whole back back staff sort of thing. So they're, they're having to rebuild everything. So it's mm. going to give them a chance to actually do something. Because I was thinking with this Bournemouth game coming up, they're pretty much just going to play, because all the the work will have already been done, won't it? They'll have already pre-planned to play Bournemouth. So they can just play the team without Potter being there. But at least now they, they know they're probably going to have three weeks to We're going get, to get ready the, for the game after. The managerial genius of Adam Lallana. Like, who saw that? Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> I thought that was an it? onion headline. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit hard, Chester. Isn't it yeah. really? Yeah. The kind of stuff they do when they put like Fletch in charge, and you go, is, <laughs> yeah. "You loon, hire someone who's done the job before." For Christ's sake! Well, I mean, who else is out there? Like, I mean, who next? Jack Wilshere for a laugh? We'll just, Sean yeah. Dyche is probably the biggest named English manager that's out. And Costa Cogler, the... he doesn't seem like. I a don't. Fit. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, like Dyche doesn't seem like a fit. Um, the Celtic manager, I don't know if he'd leave right now. Champions League, Roger, Brendan Rodgers would be a good one if he if he yeah. pulls it off from Leicester. I don't like. Yeah, I can see him leave. I don't like taking a a manager that's just failed somewhere to another mm. team in the same division, sort of thing. There is. I mean, I, I know that um, uh, speaking to my boss today is a Chelsea fan. Like one of the things he was <laughs> genuinely shocked by it as well. But <laughs> the the issue with like. Um, Potter coming in there is he, he is a manager ultimately he's needed time hasn't he and space mm. and not you know being kind of in them not doing any rash decisions any rash changes not even within transfer policy it's still all been within that and I think there's it's they're a trigger happy club and they kind of always have been Abramovich pre-Abramovich and now probably post-Abramovich mm. and I just thought it seems like one of these moves where this isn't the right I can get the reasons for going there, but I just don't see it working out. 
just because. Well, it said about it said that Graham Potter they give him a five-year contract, and I read um, a stat earlier: the last big payout, the last, good the last manager to last exactly five years at Chelsea was like in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. it, so it's, yeah. and so like fifty, like fifty-two years has moved yeah. on, and they're just the, so trigger happy, aren't they? The the Brighton sort of setup kind of leads you to thinking they'll bring in a manager from like. Germany or Austria or somewhere, and like they'll they'll get somewhere that's kind of lower under the radar, sort of like, and bring somebody into. Lallana will steady the ship for a while, and then they'll yeah. get the person they want in, sort of thing. They should have. I mean, it would have been on the cards now for a while, certainly after last season. That if things didn't work out with, say, I don't know, Eddie Howe at Newcastle or mm. something like that, that is going to be those kind of more attractive job offers that come in. Yeah. And one, I'd always assume that Pog would actually end up at Spurs. That seemed well, like they, they went for him. That would be better yeah. for it. I think they spoke to him during when they they, they ended yeah. up with Conte, didn't they? So, yeah, you'd have thought be, they they must have had a plan. To know, they must have known that he was going to go at some point. Yeah. So. They're such a well-run club as well that like, they're the kind of club who would keep a rolling shot list kind of anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, at some point, they must have known that he was going to get pushed away. It's entirely a yeah. shock to their system. Like, You know what I mean? So it could it could be that they know someone is going to come available in a few months or something like that, or they're already working on something, and this Lalana thing will literally be a matter of weeks. So. No. I don't know how long ago it was since Kerbishley was a manager, but that Kerbs run at Charlton when they were in the Premier League is oh, like yeah. embedded in my mind. And it's probably <laughs> given me like uh, rose tinted glasses of that sort of era of uh, of that run. But because uh, one of my mates um, from back home was uh, a massive Charlton fan, so he was always up for a massive Kerbishley fan. But I think he had a, a return run at Charlton and it didn't go as well. So, so he did. Uh, his last club managed was uh, West Ham United in two thousand and eight. Yeah, you see, that's too long out of the game. That's fifteen years now. Yeah, that's too long. <laughs> it's like it's not going to get up and running, is it? But he, yeah, it sounds he, like he's moved beyond it. Yeah, mm. like it could he, be he, those he, health scares. He got paid two point two million in um, like compensation from West Ham, which yeah, he'll keep him. But that was like. 13 years ago. So, like you say, JP, maybe health complications or just can't be asked anymore. I mean, what do we see in terms of, is there going to be much tactical change from Chelsea? I mean, Brighton obviously will be staying. Can I ask, yeah. Like at this point. I can't see that you really try and change that team up because it's doing so well at the moment. Mm. Like, you know, you might as well just come in and just kind of keep it going as as it is. But that's the problem, isn't it? Like coming in now, like the tra- literally the transfer window just closed. Literally, yeah. they just signed Obama Young <laughs> because he fit that manager. Now, like there's a new manager in who's got no chance to to do his own thing or bring his own players, and he's just going to kind of have to, isn't he? Like I was listening to him um, scout before Chris, and as as on there's a Brighton fan, and he was saying like, mm. just be ready for like Reese James might play up front. That's the type of manager he is, you know. You just don't, you don't know <laughs> where people are going to play from one game to the week to the next. I think like, we've uh... turned out like that. Yeah, I, I think when you look at the, the Brighton blueprint and then you look at what he could do at Chelsea, you're like, um, Reese James, Chilwell, mm. um, the lad they actually signed from um, Cucurella, Cucurella. Like, could have massive runs in that team going forward. be interesting to see what they do with Mount because it feels like he's kind of held back a little bit in that Chelsea midfield. Maybe they will let him go a bit more attacking. Because you've seen with they've they've been putting Pascal Gross and people in forward positions at Brighton. 
you could easily get Mount in that sort of position where he's up there and then it's Sterling as well working from deep. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how it's how it all plays out because you could basically run what Brighton do just with a better catalogue of players at Chelsea and you'd I not think, really be using anyone different. I think it suits him perfectly. Like the mm. three at the back, they're all well used to playing three at the back. Um, he does like he at Brighton, he's never really valued having <coughs> a center forward as such, which Chelsea don't have anyway, you know what I mean? So they're almost playing like a 3 6 1, which is kind of what Chelsea play as well, you know what I mean? So I, I think system wise, he just come straight in and start doing the same thing. Like, but um, from an FPL point of view, I think definitely put Chelsea wing backs on your short list because if, if he does tighten up the defense and get those guys bombing forward like in, in the way that he has Trossard and it's Tupinan and who's the guy on the right-hand side playing wing-back? Is it um, Solly March or Lamptey? Mm. If, if he gets his wing-backs as high up the pitch for Chelsea as he does for Brighton, mm. there's serious potential there, you know? And, and another thing from an FPL point of view is, is just thinking about some of those fringe players as well. That's at, at Chelsea, just where you've got someone like a Ulisic or a Zayic or something like that. If you, see, mm. you know, people like that. Yeah, who, no. uh, I haven't had a sniff what he might fancy, and they might fit into yeah. his well, system there in the way the, that like, um, a Trossard or something has. I think like goal, even, goalkeepers would be a big change. Yeah, mm. uh, goalkeepers though. Uh, Kepper is much better with his feet than Mendy is, and mm. they like to What's play Kepa in the game. Uh, like like a, he's like a four point four at the minute. Uh, yeah, uh, like he's a like a sweeper keeper. He's good with his feet in the same way that Ramsdale replaced Leno at Arsenal. Mm. That's how you could, it doesn't matter so much how good they are as shot stoppers, whatever. It matters what they can do with the ball at the feet so they yeah. can play it to the defence. And that mm. could be that could be a switch where you see Kepa get back in over Mendy. I mean, mm. obviously, you're going to have to give it a little bit of time, but that wouldn't surprise me because one of the reasons Sanchez got in at Brighton is because mm. he's a good ball player with his feet. He's, he's, you know, he's a very good goalkeeper as well, but he got in because he plays well with his feet. So that could be mm. one to, to monitor. One thing mm-hmm. I did just notice, and it probably won't mean much to anyone, but uh, one of the, the leading guys to get the Brighton job is uh, uh, Ketjil Knutsen, who is the manager of Bodo Glimp, who is like a big team in Norway. Like They've had a massive resurgence over the last couple of years, all because of this manager. That's the sort of manager that I was thinking when I was saying like that underlying German-Austrian sort of manager. He'd be I'm a similar sort it. of guy. I'm off to see Arsenal's Bodo Glimp 6th of, yeah. of October because they're in our group. Oh, yeah, but, the league. So I was going to go yeah. with that. Bodo is uh, it's an interesting one. One of the um, um, one of the book uh, bookies uh, people that I follow, you know, bet, betting people. That was his big team for a while when they were on their hot run. We used to make a lot of money off of them. So it'd be interesting if he got the job mm. full time. So. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be massive uh, FPL uh, implications, I think, going forward. But I suppose we're going to have lots of time to uh, to think about it and figure out what we're going to do. Has, has many people got many Chelsea players? Like, like I've got Reese James. Anyone got anyone else? Just, just yeah, Reese James. 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 I didn't have anyone. In the draft, I've got uh, Havertz and uh, Jorginho, I think. Mm. Oh, yeah. I've got the bomb. I'm going to be coming up in the draft, draft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will. Yeah, what was that, I've asked Pilaqueta in the draft, but as like most of my draft teams, just not playing. Apart from the week mm. where I played Gareth and inexplicably won. Did his own favourite. I, I just think from an FPL point you of view... You were thinking on an unbeatable year there, mate, weren't you? you The Invincibles, you're in. Yeah. Unbelievable. But um, I, no, I, I almost think like the Brighton fact is the more interesting one from an FPL right. point of view than the Chelsea one, because obviously 
those start brighten of art like a lot of people have you know started to get those assets in and people mm-hmm. have started to like you know when you've you've looked at the value for money that you're getting out of like a McAllister or you're getting out of you know a trossard or you know you know so even like the you know lads at the, lads playing more at the back and things like they they just sort of feel like they're, they're one of them go-to teams that people have been okay i'm downgrading something here i can throw a brighton lad in and that just you know gives me a bit of value but Again, you're just you're totally up in in the air. The system could change. They could just react totally different to a new manager. Suddenly, there you've maybe gone and said, you know, right, I'm whacking Gross in and I'm racking Trossard in or something like that. You've made those changes already. Who knows? It might not even, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's something where you've you, you've made a change based on you know six weeks of football and that's out of the fucking window now, isn't it? You know, you, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's totally different. So, who knows? That's how I've been feeling because I brought Gross was one of my transfers in this week. Brought him in, you know. They score, they score a million goals. He gets one assist, and then now it's like it was already looking bad because he had a blank game week coming up next week, and now there's all this as well. It's just great, um, perfect time to bring in Brighton players. A lot of people will be in that situation, you know. Um, goalie, they look so well. good in that game as well, though. Mm, so I can yeah. imagine people making early transfers and getting more Brighton players in, and then obviously the the strike knocks off the. The weakest rivalry game that there is in in the Premier League, and then yeah, uh, <laughs> and, yeah I'm glad you that. said that. <laughs> it's just like if geographically. Does anyone know what it's about? If your rivalry game is named after the road that leads between the two places, it's not a real rivalry, is it? It's like, oh, it's the A35 derby. I can introduce you to one here because it's the A420 derby between Oxford and Swindon where they inexplicably hate it. And in the 15 years I've been living here, no fuckers, sorry, 18 years, no fuckers give me a decent answer. No one, no one, other than they're close by and Wickham and Northampton weren't really, we, I don't know, inexplicably, we thought we'd leave them alone. It's yeah, like you're getting to the end of the night yeah. at a nightclub and you're looking around for someone to match up with and you're like, well, fuck, uh, Crystal Palace are left, I'll go with them. You can yeah. ask them. And then that'll be it. And fight them. Gareth, what's the uh, Carlisle Barrow derby called? Because they're a bit far. I mean, to be honest, I don't think that's ever been considered a, a derby, particularly because like Barrow have been out of the league so long. Like Barrow were in Workington's league for probably more years, and you know, obviously Barrow's only come back into the league. Weirdly, like when Carlisle was in the league, oh sorry, Carlisle before like Barrow got in the league and things, Carlisle would have like derbies or the the rivalries with you know people over in the northeast. So like your Hartlepools and your Darlows and things, or it'd be like people really? like Preston. And it's like it's just because you're just so marooned in the middle of nowhere that you've just got to like pick a team an hour and a half away. So. <laughs> near, near, near East <laughs> railway station, in it basically. <laughs> you know, it's one of them. Just like geographically, it's be, the rivalry should be more like Berry, like, more like Queen of the South. Or like Stranraer or something like that. Those are the ones that are like geographically close. <laughs> it's like for a brief time, Blackburn's big rivalry was Man United for like three years when they were like the top end of the. Uh, and you go into Football Manager. I think it was one year. Well, yeah, yeah, a couple of years we had a run there. But like you go into Football Manager and it will still say like Blackburn's rivals and it will be like mm, uh, Preston Blackburn yeah. or whatever. And then it'll go Manchester United. You're like, I mean, I don't think that's really been a thing <laughs> for a long time yeah. at this point. But yeah. On a, yeah, on a it's one of them. You're thinking about Man United, then I'm thinking about you. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think any Man United <laughs> fans ever gone. Oh, I can't wait to play Blackburn well, again. When putting my sons into football, <laughs> football manager a good few years ago when they were little, and I put them in there, um, a Swansea manager. I just made sure they hated. They hated every side I hated at that point in time. So they just never want to leave. <laughs> the only acceptable answer was Arsenal. Arsenal, Swansea, and Watford. 
Like that was it. Those that that was all. <laughs> and we just loved them to the absolute hill. <clears throat> Love that shit. That editor. On uh, here's uh, some new people in the chat today. Anyway, sorry, Chris. <laughs> here's a random aside. Uh, no, just probably mainly for Gareth. But before tonight's Rams versus Bills game, the NFL will have a moment of silence to recognise the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, so the Yanks, the Yanks still love. Yeah. When's the NFL season? <laughs> they thought a whole revolution over this. <laughs> NFL this is tonight. First game's tonight. Tonight, sound I like NFL yeah. now. It's better than watching anything going on. Fucking, I'm getting into That's it. it. Is the fantasy closed? <laughs> Mate, there's always Pinocchio on Disney Plus. Come on. <laughs> Which do you Tony Cannell will... give her? A, do you reckon Tony Cannell give her a ten bell salute? I mean, he is very he's very West London isn't he so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll do a grapple NFL next week Gareth and uh, Chris can lead it um, there you go so that'll fill our content I was already, already tapping into him for a bit of advice this week pre-draft <laughs> just to, <laughs> just to that's the proper fantasy yeah, uh, yeah. well Derek, Derek Henry anyway that's who I ended up with Chris fourth pick oh, that's Derek. not a bad shout that's alright did he oh, is it already pick. I could, have had Dal- I could have had Dalvin Cook, but I left him. Uh, I-, I left him alone. I thought I don't want to. Don't want to jinx my own players here. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, to have a look at the, uh, we might as well while it's still fresh because it's not going to matter quite soon. Uh, we'll have a look at uh, our game week uh, six for the uh, for the last week, and obviously we've got the main grapple league, which we'll uh, go through at the uh, the <clears> end of the day. But we have now got our uh, grapple FBL club. Uh, Mini league, which is uh, us lot and the, uh, the other people you I'd expect you'll uh, see from time to time. Very things. <laughs> yeah. Martin is uh, unfortunately still uh, rock bottom. Will uh, not far above him. But I was going to say, we'll go through the teams. We can either go through an order of who had the best week to who had the worst week. But I just think it'd be more fun to have a look at who had the worst week first. I'll look at Scarrow. Purely because the main talking point from this week, I think, is reflected in Gareth's team. That's all there is, Gareth. Nothing. Uh, not the personal, but we've got to do it in some order. So we'll do you first, mate. It wasn't the uh, it wasn't the best week, and yeah, your captain might be well be the uh, the big talking boy for this week. But yeah, hi mate, welcome back. <laughs> well, there's a few there's a few things going on here. For, I think I think thing number one that's going on here was as I was sat in that game the week before watching Harlan smashing his hat trick and just been like. I know I said I'm not going to have him in my team and I'm just going to fucking work around it and use the money more intelligently and then just like ending just going like, I've just got to have him in my team. I'm just a hostage to needing to have him in my team because everyone else is going to have him. So making the decision during the game to put him in, taking the minus four to put him in, taking out Tony. Um, oh. <laughs> who obviously smashed in a hat trick of his own <laughs> um, this week? So that was dumb move number one um, this week altogether. Dumb move number two was obviously sticking with Mo Salah and just thinking it's the derby. He's got to perform. He's got to finally like show up. But like in the same way we were talking about Son in previous weeks about him playing deeper and playing wider. Salah seems to have been struck by the same curse as well. Like he doesn't seem to be getting him a sniff of the penalty area. Everything that he's doing is just all wide there. So uh, this is the interesting one for me with the um, the uh, Queen croaking it. Is that like with the He's games like polite way of putting it she's like you know when people leave the, the Premier League and they're still in the game until you try to but um, obviously like for me I was like right well 
this wolves this wolves game is like last chance saloon in my head kind of thing it was like home to wolves you know if was if we're seven weeks in and he's still not performing i think i looked i said in our chat he had he's had like six goals in his last 17 league games when you drag things into the end of uh, end of last season if he doesn't perform against wolves that was it he's off but obviously if that game's out of the window then like I don't know. What do you do like now? Because Liverpool's next games after that, if the Wolves game's gone, they're they're getting into like tricky, trickier territory, mm, you know. And he's yeah. got games there that are going to be tighter. Or if Liverpool keep going the way they are, they're going to be getting beat. However, you might look at it and go, "This break could be great for Liverpool." Joel Matip gets back in there at the back. Like Thiago comes back in midfield. They sort themselves out to be like the balanced side. So I don't know. It just feels feels totally up in the air uh, completely if- there with them. Um, with, with 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 Salah from that point of view, I don't know. Don't know just what I'm going to do. Just on the fixtures, if this game week's cancelled, obviously it's Wolves at home. If the next one's cancelled, it's Chelsea away, which would then mean their first game back would be Brighton at home against new manager Brighton Lalana. So Lalana will obviously throw it for you. Uh, and then, <laughs> um, then it's Arsenal and Man City, and then West Ham. So yeah, like you say, the Liverpool run after this expected two week break isn't the best sort of thing to be trying to lean on Man- uh, to lean on Liverpool assets. I mean, the flip side of it is is that like you look at things and I think going into the weekend, Salah was still the second highest scorer in midfielder and you're like, yeah, like that Brighton game threw a couple of lads above him, like McAllister and, and Gross, um, yeah. I think, you know, I think. But, so he's still up there, but it's just the whole 13 million, isn't it, to be getting That's points amazing. returns that you could be getting off similar lads and especially when you look at things like that there if you've got 13 million and he's got six in 17 and alan's got six in bloody you know 180 minutes Hmm. you know like kind of thing it's that's where the that's where the trade-off starts to to come and is he worth is he actually worth the amount of is he going to generate the same amount of goals and assists now in the remaining games of the season to to warrant such a high cash value and it's starting to feel like no is the answer to that one. It's a bigger sure, version uh, of that argument kind of I was making yeah. about, it was a bad argument, but about Trent a couple of weeks ago, it was like, in theory, I was like, I could do something with that couple of million. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say to you guys, you know, I want to catch it at the point where Liverpool aren't looking great. And, you know, maybe I'll bring them back and get the bulk of his points for the rest of the season. Just thinking, Chris, I think with Salah, that, like like uh, Gareth said there, it makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Just think of the things mm. you can do with that money. Like, I, I almost feel like I've been cheering along him to have a bad season because it's like, well, imagine if, you know, Darwin becomes the, the Liverpool player everyone wants or Jota or somebody yeah. at that price range. Like, you, as soon as you make that, that switch, you can pretty much do anything else you like with the money, can't you, Chris? Mm. Yeah, I, it was Gareth's early point a couple of weeks ago where it's price per uh, point per price or whichever way you mm. want to word it. Salah's benefit comes from the fact that you captain him, so he gets double the amount of points that you would normally do. But now that Haaland is almost the most likely captain every week, it really negates the need for Salah because his points can be duplicated by Diaz, it seems at the moment, and then probably Trent and Robertson. And then you're going to get as many points from that trio than you would do from Salah being captain. And then you've probably got a little bit more cash to spread around the team elsewhere. And that's that. that's kind of where you lean. I can see why more people are beginning to move away from Salah. The wild, the, the wild card season. The, the wild <laughs> thing with Salah, though, is is this idea, like the thing that I can't like get away from in my head is this idea that 
having Salah and having Captain Salah, if he comes back into form, could end up being a massive differential. And the idea of being able to have have Captain Salah as a differential just seems fucking ridiculous, given that he's been everyone's, you know, it was basically Salah's took the captaincy choice out of the equation for the last two years, hasn't he, really? Because everyone's just like, everyone's just had him. The other thing with Salah is as well is that the price point he is, I keep thinking, if he, once he's gone, you've, it's a fucking hard work to get him back in your team, isn't it? Because yeah. if you yeah, take yeah, 30, a, 30 million out and you spread that over three players, suddenly you're looking at Salah, it's firing. It's like, all right, I need him back in. And then you're like, fuck, like, I need to yeah, make four changes here to get him back. So, I mean, so it's, uh, it's to me, it feels like the big, it's going to be the biggest make or break decision. I think that I'll probably make this season because while I'm panicking a bit at how little points I've got so far, there's still plenty of game weeks in the bag. But if I just get that right, it'll be um, it'll be uh, it'll be sound. But the rest of the lads there, it was just like I don't know. It's sacrifice. Before before they the rest of the team, just one quick note on Salah. Don't know if you can make that out, but yeah, as far as price changes go on FPL statistics. 98% of the way there, uh, as far as going down tonight. That's going to be the other thing, isn't it? If we have this long period where there's no games, what's he going to be by the end of this period? Like, mm. it could be 12, unless they freeze prices, it could be 12.8, couldn't he? 12.5, couldn't yeah. he? Because <laughs> a lot of people yeah. have got him and a lot of people have money, yeah. like, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Could be a really interesting point where Haaland's gone so far up that he overtakes Salah on the way down, which, yeah. you know, give that a, a, a month or so, it could easily happen. Haaland's already gone up 0.5, hasn't he? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, with, yeah with the rest of the lads there. Obviously, I took the minus four. So Zaha was the minus four to free up the cash for Haaland. So, effectively, Zaha got me minus one point. So, that's a, yeah, another reason for the crap week. I think, did Martinelli score and Saka assist or vice versa when he got disallowed by fucking VAR? Or, otherwise, yeah. that would have been a nice little double. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it should, shouldn't, have been a, shouldn't have been knocked out for me. The, I thought the that defend, only the tackle was fine. I hear the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Defenders aren't performing, you know, your big hitting defenders aren't performing a lot of weeks where again you've got that money tied up there. You know, who would have thought Nathan Patterson against um, <laughs> Liverpool because the defender I should have played. <laughs> you know, you're just like So yeah, all in all, I think my week reflects my season so far. Um, I've mm. never started a season so badly and been so depressed about my, my start but um, we'll, Sorry, we'll yes. see we'll see I've got to I've got to I've got over it a bit I was uh, I was all for fucking packing in a week ago but, um, but I'm, uh, I'm, motivated, I'm motivated again now I'm a uh, Rocky Balboa come on let's uh, let's go to work I've, I've got a weird relationship with this because like I don't want you to do well don't get me wrong but I don't want you to do so bad that you stop so it's like I'm like come on Gareth I'm cheering you on for the next few I don't know if that's just like you know like patting you on the head but like, what I, what, I don't what, want you to leave what I, what I, what I, I'll never stop but what I'll start to do is do fucking crazy stupid stuff to try and call back points that's what I'll do which you know so, which has worked in the past um, for me like I've, I remember making up 100 points in three weeks in the last three weeks of the season to, to like win a work league once which now in my head makes me think yeah I can take these wild minus 12s if I want to and make up fucking 70 points on people, but, uh, but um, who knows yeah we'll have a bit have a have a bit of a laugh with it but um yeah it's uh i'm not laughing now <laughs> well just uh ahead of you for the week uh but not by much i think that uh it's that one whole point yeah, well. <laughs> yeah uh, kind of killed you there gareth on a, on a 35 with a minus four bit more than that though chris 36 you know lofty 36. heights that's it another, ca- just, another selling captain 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, my only other option really was uh, Jesus. So, I mean, I chose the right one out of those two, I suppose, because uh, I'd have never. Um, I mean, more than half, no, almost, almost half of my points came from Tony's hat trick, uh, which shows you the, the benefit of having somebody that takes uh, penalties and free kicks, sort of thing, in your team if you can get that sort of thing. Which is obviously one of the things that Tony offers. Um, everybody else just didn't. Really deliver, uh, you know, all your, your your big trademark defenders, Trent Cancelo, James, uh, mm. poor scores. Uh, my what was supposed to be under the radar uh, uh, pick for the defence, Estupinan, then became everybody's pick mm. when FPL mate <laughs> and Andy and everybody else jumped on him. Uh, he didn't start the game. <laughs> Came on with about <laughs> ten minutes to go, I think. So I just oh, got I the didn't one even point. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, he played one minute. There you go. Well worth it, yeah. IWC uh, in the water. <laughs> uh, Perisic didn't play. I left him on the bench because I didn't think he would play. I think he came on. Uh, play more minutes. Six minutes. <laughs> so, you know, you're not getting much of a chance there. Um, Kulaweski didn't start. He came off the bench as well. Uh, Richarlison yeah. started. Gungudan did play the whole game, but didn't do anything. Martinelli, as we yeah, said, should have had the assist, uh, but didn't. Uh, Jesus, uh, I think, did he not have something disallowed as well? I can't remember. But um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a good week anywhere really. Uh, and then Stansfield's uh, off my bench has uh, now gone to Exeter because why not? I mean, that's, that's where he. I mean, I, I, the, the He'll run story, that city. Well, yeah, won't he? There, there is a story behind it. Is um, Exeter, his, I don't know what's it. His dad used to play for Exeter and they retired yeah. his number and he's now gone back. He's now the son's now gone to Exeter and they've unretired the number so that he can play in it. So it is quite a nice story, but also He could be Geordie Croy. He, he could have been on my bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just that's what's he cost you, Chris? He's only like four point five. But he did get what he is if he goes down in it now. Yeah, I mean my I mean, we'll get to it later on, but he's part of my plan moving forward of uh, a couple of transfers. So I'll get mm. that sorted out. Did, did you reference the, because uh, uh, I just suddenly remembered I didn't reference uh, this, the Alexander Arnold factor as well. Oh, don't. Getting substituted oh. after 58. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking clap. Uh, uh, yeah, man, Robbo, both of them. Both yeah. off for the clean sheet points. So like, first clean sheet yeah. of the season. Oh. Yeah. All right. That was I, my, my first instinct was I thought you don't deserve to win for that. <laughs> <laughs> Would it make was... the game better or worse if they like? Because I've always thought not just because of this week because I've got Trent hmm. too, but like, should it not be like three points for the first forty-five minutes, three points for the second forty-five, something like yeah. that? Would that not I, be I think especially fair? now there's, I think especially now there's five substitutes. Like yeah. it could be better work sort of thing because you are now seeing players like Robertson coming off earlier with mm. regularity sort of thing. So, I, yeah, I could see if they played a whole half, then maybe you get three points mm. if it's a clean sheet or whatever. From a from a dramatic perspective, though, it makes it kind of exciting yeah. in the way that VAR kind of robs us of so much of that kind of natural <laughs> drama. So you get the fix wherever you can. When, when, when Nathan Collins in my draft team is getting a 16 minutes, I'm like, oh, that's just a big thumbs up all round. That's just good for everyone. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else thinks like this, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's only it's only joined in with the fact that you know that everyone else is Trent, so we can all mm. you can you can have a little giggle at that expense. Mm. Well, up next, Mister Chips, 
Didn't you? Oh, he did use chips. He used to. He used to use. I was going to say he didn't use yeah, any. Was, he didn't use any chips though. Yeah, <laughs> no, was, um, the better than them two, though, Andy. Yeah, no, and a very, a very good week for a change. Um, so I, I put Raya in instead of Edison, and well, they both got the same mm-hmm. points. That, that was sort of a gamble. I thought I'd take because um, Brentford had the easier game on paper. Uh, Alexander Arnold. Once I read that. He'd just he done fifty eight minutes and you only get one pile like you bastard. Um <laughs> Nico Williams first time off the bench this season for me. Um happy with the four points. They got uh, oh they won, didn't they? Um Forest. No, no they, they lost lost Yeah, they lost three too, sorry. But uh, nice mm. to see he got an assist. I'm, I'm gonna keep him in for whenever like the FPL returns. Mm. Um, Lewis Dunk, oh, he's been shite, hasn't he, since I put him in. One <laughs> point and minus one equals zero. Um, <laughs> Reece, Reece who hit? Andy, who did you make your hits for? You, you minus eight, you got to make three transfers. Who, who um, yeah, so in? I took um, Salah, okay. I took, did I take Salah out? Um, no, I put, Lu- um, I think, Lucas Paqueta I put in and Buddy uh, Perisic. Harrison and Perisic. Oh, and Dunk as well. So you brought Dunk in and got, no, got you one point. No, no <laughs> so, so I took um, Al Kula Barley. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Rod- Rodrigo and Oldegaard were the ones. Hmm. Um, I, I, I took... Um, you went mad on the 30th of August, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that Tuesday. That, 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 that Tuesday evening. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. My favourite bit amazing. is Koulibaly in at fourteen oh eight. Koulibaly out at twenty one twenty. That's some hate. Is Hillsdale behind you? Did you just not want those four points? Like... <laughs> no, no, no. I think Ch- Chelsea had a stinker against Southampton that evening, and then I thought, ah, it, but I thought, oh, Perisic, stick him in, and then when the team news come through on um, Saturday that uh, he wasn't in the team, I was, I was quickly like, oh, get him, get him on the bench for. Um, so I can okay. stick to one else in. Oh, I um, see. So their game week... Uh, sorry, I've only just worked that out. So yeah, their game week five transfers and then the top three of the game week six transfers. Yeah. It's just, it's all on the same day. Okay. Yeah. That's not so but, bad then. <laughs> so them game week... Them game week... Them game week six transfers. So Rodrigo's obviously out for four weeks. Oldergaard got injured. Um, so I had to do a bit of switching around. Martinelli, he's going to be in there all the time for me. Um, Jack Harris, changing fixtures. I'm a little bit worried about Arsenal going forward. I don't know if anyone else is looking at the Arsenal uh, attack and thinking, or maybe even defensive players. I and swing, of, yeah. I'll stick around, JP. Oh, I mean, it's what is the resident Arsenal defender on this? I don't know. I'm still kind of, I'm still relatively bullish about Arsenal. Just having watched the Man U game, I mean, we have a habit, as as Jamesy well knows, of somehow losing to Man U. They could be at their worst possible ebb and we'll go there and we will just say, come on, get three points. We'll be back on track after this. And there was things in that game to kind of get, like, obviously upset about, like the, the VAR decision and the rest of it and the daft substitution. I think there's things about Arsenal with this extra break now 
in the middle where there was a lot mm-hmm. of knocks going on around the squad and it's still a very small squad. There's a reason why that Douglas Luis deal not going through on the transfer deadline day was somewhat of a blow because I thought they were light in that position anyway. And they've kind of loaned out everybody else. So even like a Maitland Niles isn't around to kind of fill in positions and whatnot. So that extra, that extra week and that little bit of rest will help them because I mean, even like Xhaka and Martinelli play today, but I'd fully expect them to play next week. Smith Rose kind of still out. I, I'm I'm still quietly bullish that they're going to get it back on track in these next few games. I mean, Brentford away is going to be a real, will be the kind of deciding factor. And I think if they get, you know, having lost against Man U, not unbeaten, but, you know, if they can put those performances together, I, I'm still, I still think they're worth sticking with because I can, there's, the, there's a place. City though. In that run, hmm. if they happen, well, they you'd be surprised with like, Arsenal. Like, though yeah. this is what they'll do: is they'll go on these. Like, I, I, there's more within them to go. I know I'm just an Arsenal fan, aren't I? I'm obviously going to be hopeful that they fucking win like, hmm. on that front. In terms of Martinelli, though, like you, it's not Arsenal defenders; they're the ones I've not got in my side because there's, hmm, there's right. goals being conceded. Yeah, there is goals for them to score, and I think you know it's going to be the case. Where, oh, like, they, I, I'd fancy them to score against Liverpool. I'd fancy them to score against Spurs. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's beyond the realm's possibility. It's Arsenal defenders. It's whether or not you Zinchenko is that worthwhile. And he'll be back playing now because that's an extra week's break for him as as mm-hmm. well as much as anything. So I do think in that sense, if you've got Gabriel, if you've got Saliba, I, would be, I wouldn't be wanting to have them in there. But... Certainly, I'd think Martinelli just still being the best value. And maybe Saka has kind of played himself into He scored at least at the weekend. That's one of the few bright spots. And maybe he's playing himself back into a bit more form. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with um, with Jesus, he's gone down like 0.1 um, in the prices, which I was surprised, which I was um, surprised at. Yeah, um, 8.1, 8.1 yeah. now, isn't it? But he's, uh, I think your, your team overall, though, Andy, yeah, De Bruyne, Tony, Haaland all, all came in for you. you got, you're the first one of us to get the captain, right, so far? Yeah, <laughs> I was happy with Well, Harrison I've um, now taken out for me, which was for me one transfer for this week, which was for uh, Rashford at United. Um, De Bruyne, I was happy I got a return off him after that, uh, where Pep put him on the bench against uh, Forrest. And the Ivan Tony one, when I was um, going on the train down to Cardiff with our Jeff, he, he took Tony out. He was saying he's had a one-point return and a two-point return. And I was like, <laughs> Bre- Bre- Brentford, uh, the amount of chances that they create, they've not been scoring, but they're always in attacking positions. And when he got the hat-trick in on... Uh, on on Saturday, our Jeff is like fucking Ivan Tony the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to get rid of myself. Like I got, I got it wasn't like some genius masterstroke keeping him in this week. There was a version of my transfers that would have uh, shipped him out. I was really glad they didn't uh, didn't hit the button on that. But, uh, Jeff got to Drew McIntyre anyway, so he did all right out of it. Just looking at his team. Sorry, I was just going to say, just looking at Andy's team. Like two of your transfers that you took your minus eight for, Perisic and uh, Quetta just played on your bench anyway. So yeah, but but, but but then, <laughs> no, but then, no, but they were for um, two injured players, Rodrigo and um, yeah. Well, um, you could have made them this week and then not taken the minus eight. Well, yeah, I still got more points. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, Only one transfer there. this week, Andy. You know, you're, yeah. you're listening. I am listening. <laughs> um, 
but um, who, who else did I have? Earl, Earl, Earl King Ireland. What a man. Yeah. Um, but everyone's got him. But it's just great when he scores. Uh, Perisic. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep him for a few weeks now. Uh, Paqueta. Hopefully, when you know that he does get more game time, he will be one of the main players for West Ham. So, and Andres in there. Investment. Yeah, yeah. Like saying, you've still got 55 points. You've you know you've still got a it's above the average, which is 45. Mm. Even if you knock off well, the uh, the minus eight, you know you still. Well, I'm sort I'm sort of back to me uh, like the game week ranking that I got into like week one and week two. So I have, mm. it is doing it's doing all right. I'm I'm happy. I'm much happier this week. Uh, yeah, I think it's a um, really good team now, Andy, because you're like I'm thinking about wild carding in a couple of weeks' time, and a lot of what you have now is what I'm thinking about on the... Like, if you're now, if you saying you've taken Harrison out for Rashford, that's yeah. a really good front six now that you have like that. That's the kind of front six you could leave alone now. Yeah, and Please leave alone. Don't, don't take yeah. any more minus eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 computer. Your team no. is good now, okay? <laughs> because, no, like, no, even, but... even your subs, like, if, if, if most weeks you're starting Perisic and Paqueta... Like, Paqueta is a great pick because West Ham's fixtures get really, really good in the next couple of weeks, and they have a long, long run of pretty good games, as far as I remember. Uh, yeah. yeah, look at that. Um, yeah. Pretty much from game week eight. So, like, if you can just give these guys a four- or five-week chance, um, I think you'll do well. I think, And I think you're kind of you're set up. Like, you've no Salah. You've had the balls to go and do that. And I think that's a move we're all going to have to think about. Like, loads of people are going to do wild card in game week eight and nine now. And the biggest decision those people will have is do I stick with Salah or not? Because, like, that makes a massive difference to your team. And if you have the balls to go for it, it could be a huge swing, like, to get you other people in your team, you know? I think what made me change my mind about Salah was I watching um, Sky Sports News. And you know how they have all the points down the right hand side about how many. And um, I seen like Kevin De Bruyne at twenty seven, and like Salah had got like twenty five. I'm like, oh, you know what? I could save like a, a millionaire and use it on a couple of the other players. And it, luckily, it's it's worked out okay at the moment. I know Salah in midweek against uh, Napoli yesterday had it, went missing again. Um, but yeah, no, no, I'm uh, happy, happy. Going, in, going um, into what, what game we, we do end up on. <laughs> I'm a little above you, but only te- on a technicality due to the uh, the minus points you took. But yeah, for me, 49 for the week. Isn't much to say on my team, really. I made the uh, the two transfers in that I bought. Brought in uh, Rhys James and uh, Pascal Gross. Gross was in for Gundogan, so up three points. I'll take that. Can't pretend I'm not bitterly disappointed that, yeah, I got home from, I can't remember what I was doing on the day. Looked at, looked, saw the scoreline 5 2, and I was like, oh, that'll be a good week for our Pascal. Uh, nope, five points. <laughs> Devastated. Um, probably could have gone the, uh, the other way, maybe a Trossard, something like that. Um, was probably the, uh, the better shout from Brighton. And yeah, now I'm kind of stuck with them with a, with a definite blank this week coming up and, uh, definite blank the, the week after. I think it's going to be for gross. So yeah, that's going to be, uh, going to be an issue. Uh, Reese James, like I said, I brought him in for Perisic, so I'm all right with that. They both got one point in the end, so it wasn't up, but it was more the fact that I didn't fancy Perisic's uh, fixtures uh, coming up, obviously, with the with the City game, and thought, well, I can get him back at, at some point later, so we'll see how that pays off. But yeah, other than that story, my game week's uh, very similar to everyone else. Nico Williams got a rare start for me and got me the uh, bagged me the four points. James Tony, um, 
save James the air. <laughs> save the air, uh, the game week to that, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's stuck. Big tone, I'll call him that instead. Um, big tone. I was I, I, that was one move. Like I was like I said to use in the group chat, like I wasn't brave enough slash stupid enough to do it, but I fancied Sterling this week. And the only way I could get him was to bin off Salah. And I could have been ahead of the curve in doing that. It wouldn't have really have paid off particularly well because the the two for the the two first thing I was going to do was Salah to Sterling, and Tony was gonna was gonna leave me to him, and him was gonna come Darwin Nunes, who did end up you know getting way more minutes than uh, than anybody expected, which was the thing that put me off. But if I made that move, I'd be crying right now because um, yeah, he got but he got two points and Tony got seventeen. So yeah, um, I'm glad I didn't uh, didn't didn't make that move, but I think. I still might have been ahead of the K with the Salah one. That's definitely one I'm thinking of doing going forward. As far as captaincy goes, I kind of went against what I said last week. Uh, I really I wish I'd stuck to my guns and gone with Haaland. Um, but I was saying on the, on the day, wasn't it, James? It was like you were uh, filling me in on the uh, the, the, the scores as they, as they went on. I wasn't watching the City game. I was watching, I think, Class of the Castle was on, wasn't it, during, uh, yeah. during yeah. that? And it was just... It was horrible. It was. I wouldn't want to go through it again this season. Like not Haaland. Like it's just because it's that thing, isn't it? I have. I've got him, but I haven't captained him. So anything yeah. goes. Everyone else is going to get doubled, and it's just that fear that he could at any time yeah. score four goals and yeah. nine points. I got away with one. I really did. Like yeah. if you look at it, really, it's it's a six point swing at the end of the day. Like captain and Sal, who only got me three points. You know, double that to six. You know, it, I've still got both of the players. I think, yeah, you do the maths, it ends up a, a six-point difference. It could have easily been a 16-point difference or a 20-point difference. So, you know, I think I, I think I got away with one there. You did for that. But, uh, mm, but yeah, that's it, really. That's the, the story of, a, of my team, really. And, yeah, like I said, going forward, transfer-wise, not 100% sure... Uh, what I'll do with uh with obviously uh, all the rumors in the air. Thinking of uh, thinking of holding, but we can uh, get into that when we uh, when we get there as far as future plans. But getting near the top of the league, nosebleed sorry, section. Sorry, oh, ben, sorry, Ben. I was just going to say you're going to stick with your three striker thing then, because I think I was saying a couple of weeks ago you've always been mm-hmm. a bit like me, not wanting to do the the mm-hmm. three striker thing, not seeing the value there as the as the shift from Salah to Haaland has been the the big dog um, yeah. <laughs> major sort of like place more value up front, do you reckon there? If, if stay, anything. Keep three strikers. I'm glad you said it because if anything, like I want another striker's plot. Yeah, I want Mitrovic. And I, Where's the all-out like, like, chip now, eh, that you were deriving? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need an all, yeah, proper all-out attack with uh, where you can play five strikers. Yeah, Mitrovic is like obviously the one I got my eye on as far as ticking over up the season. We've all got that. So I think we, everyone's got that plan in their head while well, Tony's fixtures are about to turn, so we'll all get Mitro in, mm-hmm. but... Tony could be just the same, couldn't he? If he bangs like this every few weeks, like it, he's not going to get seventeen points a lot, but he's still going to do well. I don't necessarily want to get rid of him. Jesus, if anything, might be the one that that goes, but that feels dangerous. And like on top of that, we're talking about the Liverpool structure. If we are all being enough salad, it it might turn out that that Darwin Nunes ends up being the the man everyone wants. Who's he coming for? So yeah, I'm complete reversal on what I thought it'd be at the start of the season because it's yeah, it's feeling like it's nothing like the end of last season when yeah the striker spot was if anything a waste wasn't it? Yeah, and the and the other thing is if you've been off Salah, you can afford Kane as your third striker, so you could have Jesus, mm. Holland, and Kane as your three strikers. You know, so it's like mm. spinning off Salah means you could literally have pretty much any team you want. Like it really does mm. open up so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. But yeah, it's, it's, different, it's really different season. It's one of those things. And we do it every year with FPL. You look at what happened last season and think, oh, I'll apply that this year. And then it never works, does it? It's always <laughs> different game. things are different. You know, yeah. going back, become a thing. Strikers stop becoming a thing or become a thing again. It's kind of how it, uh, how it goes. But yeah, give us some advice, JP. You're the uh, almost the king of this uh, this game week there. 56 points, mate. Second in the uh, the Grapple League, fly, in the Grapple FPL League, flying in the proper Grapple League. Uh, yeah, sick thing, well right now. I'm in Jamesy territory, Jamesy Jordan territory, and it feels scary. I won't <laughs> you just think just one the, bad... Just the Irish taking over it again, JP, you know? Really are, aren't they? really are. <laughs> Me like the proper traitor as well being born in here. But, um, <laughs> but the thing I found for this week is, is I thought, I mean, I just... In terms of what I'm trying to do is, I actually didn't start Nico Williams. I started St. Maximum instead um just thinking to myself it was a calculated risk that if he did play i would have fancied him against palace now it kind of obviously worked out as a as a nil nil but i think it, it's the value of having at least your first two subs as in my case have generally been, have been andreas and nico williams and when andreas pointed it was when somebody else had, had gone out and taken a knock so i think that there is the value you're talking about stansfield of really i don't think we're far off the point where if you're taking a punt on, obviously, City, ask any of the sort of top four or five teams, there is going to be rotation over these next few weeks with the conject- with the fixture congestion pile-up. And I think that's where the value of the bench is really going to come into effect, I think, as much mm. as anything. So I- I've kind of done all right with those. Um, I've left myself like half a million because I think like taking away a lot of my side is based around the idea of, of it's trying to moneyball it just a, a bit in the sense of of like you're trying to almost take a load of other people's like ideas and merge them into one so you're kind of getting the the best of it and I I just I mean I'd stuck with Tony for the week so I'm determined to try and do the anti Andy and try and hold on to a couple of substitute uh hold on to a couple of transfers so I've not made like I'm, I'm I didn't want to make one this week to be honest mm. with you I was thinking to myself I wasn't going to do it because I generally like the shape of that team because if somebody doesn't play, if Haaland doesn't play next week, then at least I know that St. Maximum or Andreas or like Nico Williams will actually step in there. Transfer-wise for the future, I mean, I, was, I got it right with the Haaland thing. It's we, You've all said it so far mm. much better than I, I can. I'm thinking I am ban- binning off Salah. That was going to be the next one because I just thought to myself, um, I, like he's not going to be worth it if he's just my vice-captain. And like he, he just isn't working for the kind of points per game. Gareth mentioned about six goals and seventeen. You're thinking about where you can get that value for money, and also what I can do with my defence long term to get Cancelo in there uh, as well at the same time. So I'm trying, like I'm just thinking the upgrade that he offers me for large swathes of that team. But yeah, I, I think I've been generally happy with this start. I'm overtaking the brother on there as well. That's the You're big one. in the world. That, to, that to Houlihan the family <laughs> one is like, that's where the serious shit is. The system doesn't care It's the fact that my son is catching my brother now at this point. He, he wasn't happy about it. He's off to the States for a cut. He's, he's actually on holiday for a couple of weeks, not to avoid this, but you could tell he wasn't happy and it was like, good. It's just like the pool, <laughs> I'll beat you. Simple as that. <laughs> God, I, yeah. at the start of the season, you were looking like very much the Genetti of the family. Yeah, older uh, <laughs> wow. was running away with I, things, I, I, yeah, I, I, but pulling it back. 
Always been the Michaels, mate. Um, no, actually, in more ways than one. Um, but I have, I have a way to catch Jamesy. That's I know, I was going to say Jamesy, though. Yeah, not a great week, but you're still hanging on, mate. No. Still top of the pile with us, lot. Um, we're 42 points, one transfer made. What's your story? Yeah, like it's it's one of those weeks where, like I, I've had pretty much so far, I've had a, I've been happy with my week every week, and this was the first week where things went badly wrong. But looking around all the leagues I'm in, looking around all you guys, we all had. It's one of those weeks where everybody had a bad week. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all the big, all the big defensive assets. Blanks, yeah, like look, look at my team there. Like yeah. Alexander one, Persic one, Cancelo two, James one. Hero trip, yeah. Yeah, but like <laughs> I suppose, like my, my part of my plan this season has been to be really safe for the first kind of mm. eight weeks and just stay with the pack, not make any mistakes, don't fall yeah. behind, and um, it's worked out pretty well so far because, uh, like, when a lot of my players blank. They're players a lot of people have anyway, so nobody's getting a great jump on me unless they have some kind of crazy differential, you know. And like Trippier, as you said there, Benno, Trippier has just been fantastic. Like the, the great thing about Trippier is he's he's not I expected him to be a guy who wouldn't keep clean sheets but would be getting quite a few assists and goals. But the great thing about him is he's had, I think, three weeks there where he's kept a clean sheet. And every time he keeps a clean sheet, he gets either two or three bonus points. So like like mm-hmm. eight points there like that's he was basically my only my only differential in the team this week but and I say and they'll all draw an uneventful game and he comes out of it with eight points he's just he's been a, I've had had him since week one he's been a brilliant asset and now Newcastle's fixtures are actually turning for the better even so like he's yeah, not going yeah he's not going anywhere out of my team for a long time now like he's yeah and if I do wild card he's staying straight in there you know. Um, yeah, look at that. That's the only red fixture like coming up United, and even that, you're like, I mean, it's not that bad, is it? No, <laughs> it's like exactly. a worthy yeah. of bright red. <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> worth getting on, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like, he's, the, he's a pick uh, I'm really happy with. The, the fixture wise, they're the fourth best over the next six. If the next two games don't get played, they're the fifth best over the, those yeah. four I mean, from nine yeah. to 12. So, definitely, By all accounts. The, uh, of the scale. It was quite. Mm. It, was, it was quite. They had so many chances against Palace that they didn't end mm. up con- yeah. converting in some ways. Yeah. And but you think it is going to click at some point up front, whether or not it's when they get Isak and uh, Wilson together mm. at some point. If, if if that ends up clicking, but just just the overall, you know, you look at Trippier. He's yeah, like you say, he's on free kick. Tree. I need to get him in there now. I'm just reminded by not having him in. It's slightly annoying. That was, that was my transfer this week. Was putting Trippier back in because I took him mm. out to put Perisic in the week yeah. before, and I was just like, just got to get back, get back in. When I said about like just looking at it and just thinking, yeah, it's fucking all over already. It was when I was looking at James's team. I was like, how the fuck do you catch this team? I was like, he's got Haaland, <laughs> he's got Jesus, he's got Salah, he's got mm. Martinelli. You know, Arnold, Cancelo, James. I was like, there, there, there just isn't a differential out there to catch that. I don't, it's going to take something absolutely wild to to claw something back, and the odds on getting that correct are so yeah. fucking minute. Like, I don't. I think your team is so set up here, James, in where you haven't used a lot of transfers. You've got a like the value in wild there. Like, I think you're well on for it. you. If you keep if you keep your head, you could have a fucking yeah. mega season this season. Where yeah, are you overall at this point? Um, Just look at it. You have a day, Ben. 150, yeah. Bloody mm. hell. Oof. It's yeah, not it's, bad, it's, is it? It's I'll just, yeah. I've, I've that just been trying to... That oil league you're in there. Jeez, yeah. look at that. 
There's, yeah, there's a surprising amount of FPL con- content creators from Ireland. Like even yeah. like even FPL, FPL Andy, even though he's an English guy, he lives in Ireland. Sort yeah. Of thing. yeah. yeah. I think FPL it's, general is Irish, yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. a stacked league towards the top. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, happy enough. And like the, the rest of the front five are, um, they did... They did nothing really, um, but again, they're players everybody has, so there's mm. there's no great loss there. You know what I mean? And that, that's what no I'm panic. talking about. Just just yeah. keep playing it nice and safe at the start. Um, mm. I, I like you said, Garrett. Like I I, I li- when I look at that team, I like it, but and my dilemma now is: do I just hold off on the wild card, or do I like if if the next two weeks don't happen? My 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 the plan I always had in my head was. The international break is between eight and nine. So do my wildcard in nine. Gives me two weeks to kind of think about everything. Gives players mm. a chance to come back from injuries, that kind of thing. Like, but mm. and You could do something where uh, like week 13 or yeah. 14, when there's only a couple of weeks left before the World Cup, you could really go try and get a couple of differentials in there or something yeah. and then mm. just really go and attack mm. that sort of that two-week period because then you know that you can transfer out of it if it yeah, doesn't work. if it's not going well, yeah. Like, yeah it's like I, a free like, hit, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Good. Could I just keep it and use it towards the end as a bit of a free hit like or something like that? Yeah. I don't know. But like also there are players I want. Like um, Ramsdale has been okay, but he's not getting the bonus points he was getting. Last. Like last season, he was cleaning up on save points and bonus points mm. and that kind of thing. I'd really like to put Nick Pope in there instead of him if I could. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, my uh, like he's both. my choice. I think. Yeah, I think he's the best keeper in the game at the moment. I think for yeah. value, for money, for like he he's a monster for bonus points. He he seems to make lots and lots of saves for Newcastle, but not yes. not big chances. So like he 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 can make ten saves in the game, but they're not they're easy saves, and that's three yeah. extra points straight away. Even if he doesn't keep a clean sheet, he's got four or five points. Um, mm. Rashford, Jesus, yeah, I'd love to like, get Rashford in there. Yeah. yeah. I just just on the Pope thing, Newcastle Newcastle are under the cosh so much, but they sit so deep that a lot of the shots come from deep. So it's just a lot of easy saves yeah. or like low XG shots basically. Yeah, uh, exactly. would be the way you say it, JP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fixtures but yeah, it's just like the the fixture swing's coming really mm. good for them because I'm looking at moving Edison out and getting Pope in. It, it's coming quite well for Newcastle right now. Yeah. I think Trippier as well is a great guy to pick up if you're looking at an extra defender to pick up if you've not got him already. It's well, probably been... a differential instead of having like Perisic mm. in, I would mm-hmm. get. I think as I think yeah, as well, I've, I've got St. Maximum in. I think the fact he'll be back from injury, the mm-hmm. the focus for a lot of teams will be going on like whether or not it's a... If Wilson, is Wilson back in the next couple of weeks or is he out? Uh, they think a, a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, so he I mean, probably he might be. be yeah, mm. he might be back after the games get all the postponed games. So you're talking mm. about what was possibly a different front three with Isak Wilson in the middle and Saint Maximan, and I think there's yeah. going to be there's going to be some value in there um, <laughs> for what they potentially could do. It's depressing when sport washing sports washing works, but here we are. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Pope because I'm in that situation where I've got yeah Martinez. In goal and the sub goalie, it's not even uh, it's not even Ward for Leicester. It's uh, Alan Iverson. Um, himself, so, you know, it's like um, if the, for me the best possible scenario is the next two game weeks get called off because then I don't have to worry about my goalie in game week eight <laughs> as things start. Um, that's probably going to have to be my transfer if uh, if the games go ahead. 
Uh, what are you thinking, Jamesy? Like as far as transfer wise, I like, uh, would you consider a thing? Are you considering moving into the forward kind yeah, of market? I, 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 that I is feel like a, you've only yeah. got two. Yeah, I, I, I would love to have a third striker, but it's it's not easy money wise to get to. Like for me to get to a third, I can't really sell any of my defenders and move up to one of the strikers I want in even, even two moves really. Like so, it, it would have to yeah. mean sacrificing. I don't think even Martin, like Martinelli's what, 6.3 or 4, I think. Oh. So that's not going to get you a Mitrovic or a Tony. I'd have to get rid of Luis Diaz probably. To, and, or Salah. Or Salah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the, the other conversation I think we should have, again, I know we only did it two or three weeks ago, is Trent. Like, mm. Jesus Christ, I watched that Napoli match last night, that Liverpool. He was brutal defensively. They were brutal defensively. Like, and Matip was back in the second half. They improved a little bit with him. Thiago was back. They're just mm. not in any way looking like keeping clean sheets at the moment. You know, I know they just kept one against mm. Everton, but it's really, really ropey, you know. And, like, when does the time come where you just say, you know what, that's 7.4 or 5 that I have tied up. Like, I could get Ivan Tony out of Trent, mm. you know what I mean? I could get rid of him. Yeah. And move up to move up to Ivan Tony. And who's who is providing better points at the moment, Ivan Tony or Trent Alexander Arnold? You know, and then look at the Liverpool fixtures. They take a swing in week eight or nine, where they have a run of eight. three or four matches. Mm. I think they've City. Um, who is it? City, City, City Arsenal. Yeah, uh, Brighton. And there with the we're, we're, we're away at Chelsea, home to Brighton. Then we're away at mm. Arsenal, and we're yeah. home to Man City. Yeah. How many clean sheets are going to be in there? You know, so like then you're relying on him for attacking returns. Which, apart from one explosive week, what do you think? Are you still adamant, Garrett, that you would keep him, or are are you starting to sway a little bit? Seven and a half million pounds. It's like, you know, like I say, it's a, it's a Wilfred Zaha or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a Tony. If it if it if it two more, if it have had two more minutes on the pitch. He'd have picked up his second clean sheet in three games. Yeah, that's like, yeah. um, you know, you know um, going there. But um, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a one. And if you if you said to me now, hand on heart, who's going to score? Who's going to get more fantasy points this season, Tony or Alexander Arnold? A hundred percent of the time, I'd say Alexander Arnold. Mm. Like, I'll look, look at the next five. Look at the next five weeks and look at the games mm. Tony has: Southampton, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Brighton. And, and you've got a wild card, Jamesy. You know, you yeah. don't have to think about the whole season, yeah, do you? You exactly. don't have to think about the next few weeks. And look at the five Liverpool have. You know, like Wolves mm-hmm. are still solid enough at the back that they don't really mm-hmm. concede more than one or two. Chelsea, mm-hmm. Brighton are flying. Arsenal are flying. City. I don't know, like, how many attacking returns are in there? How many clean sheets are in there? It's definitely, like, I could see myself doing a wild card and have no Liverpool player on it, honestly. You know, because Diaz is the third one I have, you know, Maybe, maybe hang on to him, but I could easily. And look, if you think you could drop, you can drop Salah and Trent in a wild card. That's that's twenty million over twenty million you have to spend on other parts of your team. You can get any team you want, pretty much. As I said, you could easily afford Kane up front and still have a pretty strong defense. Pretty still have a pretty. And the other the other thing as well, I was looking at like I I did a very quick mock up wild card. There's so many good budget midfielders now, like. Mm. Zaha seven seven something, mm. uh, Rashford six odd, gross. You know, like the, the, I could I tell see you what, myself. What, like as a, uh, well, well, a United well, option, well. I think Ericsson's going to be quite an under mm. 
underrated yeah, guy. Yeah. Looking at how United are now playing with the like direct passes from midfield, yeah. Ericsson's going to get a lot more straight balls to the attack that could lead yeah. to goals yeah. in the same way that De Bruyne does to Haaland. It could very easily be that sort of Ericsson pass through to uh, Rashford or whomever's yeah. playing up top. Yeah. How much is he? He's only six here. Uh, six or so, I think. Yeah. Who's that? Ericsson. I thought he was well, like, the, one, yeah, the, the, the one for me, six. I'm thinking there, James, is where you're talking about wanting Rashford in your team. Like, if he's 6.5 and Pereira's 4.5 on your bench, and then, like, yeah, yeah there's where your Trent thing is. You, you lose yeah. Trent as a 7.5 for a 5.5, and then suddenly you've got Rashford instead of Pereira as a, yeah. a two-move thing. There you go. You've got what you want, and yeah. potentially, you know, potentially you can for a short spell there. You could cover... Trent with a second Newcastle defender or something yeah. like that potentially yeah. and, and, and I, I probably, could have, probably could have Pope and Trippier you know yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see Rashford's minutes getting limited as uh, people come back to fitness I think he'll be the one that will kind of fall by the wayside sort of thing him and Ronaldo will probably come more off the bench Who's going to replace know. Rashford? I don't think I yeah, think he's no. uh, uh, to change Rashford He's due back soon Martial's due back, but like, would you take Rashford out at the moment? Three goals, three assists. Like, basically having his pace on the team won that game against Arsenal. It was his pace more than anything that that was the difference maker in that game. And his pace offers them so, like, they're not playing the possession football. They're not able to play the possession football that Tendai wants to uh, play. They're really direct now. There was a really good. He's such a good weapon that, like, if if he's there and you can get early passes into him, you can, you oh, know, you can yeah. hit teams on the break if teams play a high line. You can get in behind. I wouldn't worry too much about Rashford's minutes. I think yeah. he'd be okay. There was I a really good bit by Tifo about the new kind of like yeah. <laughs> about there the is. new uh, the new United sort of thing. Um, I don't know if you guys have caught it, but it, it shows how they how direct they're playing now and how it's uh, Anthony's. It, I, I don't know if you know the Sarri ball concept where everybody kind of plays on one side and then one yeah. guy kind of plays on the Quick other. Switches, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's what they're looking for under Ten Hag. It's yeah, he does that all the time. Anthony's yeah. like sticking out on the one wing and everybody else is over here. And that's how they scored the first goal against Arsenal. Like yep. Rashford plays the ball through and comes in off the wing and hits it. And I, I don't know if Ramsdale knew which foot was uh, Anthony's strongest because he kind of was like setting up as if he was a right-footed mm. player and yeah. then like he hits it with his left foot and puts it around him sort of thing. So, you know, there'll be a little bit. But it'll be interesting to see how Anthony does because he obviously knows yeah. the Ten Hag system already. Mm. Um, so he could definitely be an impact. He, he didn't get he didn't get brilliant numbers in Holland though, because a lot of people were kind of when the price tag came out, it was like a hundred million. People were saying, I think it was only something like twelve goals plus assists in the Dutch yeah. league. So I think Ten Hag values him for other things apart from just goals yeah. and assists. Like he, he wants him to hug the touchline and maintain the width. He wants him to track back. Um, yeah. And I, I think as he matures as a player, his goals and assists will go up. But yeah. I, in the Premier League, I don't know if he's a great FPL asset yet. Marco Van Basten said he was overpriced. So that'll do for me. Good old Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Man United become a fascinating option at this point in time. Mm. With Obviously, they've had early price drops, price drops but... You look at just looking at those options up there of Ericsson, Sancho, and Anthony mm. and Rashford. You think, okay, that that's kind of interesting going mm. forward as well. If you're looking, like you say, to get rid of a salary, my first thought is like sort of salary for Rashford, and then work the money in and around there, and then you can kind mm. of quietly improve stuff in the run run up yeah. to the World Cup um, mm. as well. Is it? 
I mean, I don't know if we'd say if, if it's too early to take a punt on the Man U defence. Like, I mean, I, we're seeing this slightly I think risky. So. I've seen um, a lot of talk about Dallow, and I'm just, I just can't get on board with that. I think there's many mm. better options than getting on board with Diogo D- uh, Dallow <laughs> at the moment. He's always a, a likely candidate for a yellow card. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's always a negative, and I, I don't think you can trust the United defence as a whole I th- uh, to keep a clean sheet. I mean, I thought three one to United flattered United. I don't know yeah. about you guys on, on on the whole of that game. I think if that first goal for Arsenal wasn't chalked off, I think that's a completely different game. Uh, and then the subs obviously kind of, you know, they decided, oh, we'll go for the equaliser or we'll lose. And, you know, they lost sort of thing. Arteta, he made a balls yeah. of it. it. Arsenal were doing mm-hmm. fine. And at one all, I was pretty sure Arsenal were going to win that game. They were... They mm-hmm. were Pushing forward, United were sitting back, which is a thing they do too much, and trying to soak up pressure. And they're not good enough defensively to just absorb pressure. And that this was only like 65 minutes. There was 25 was, minutes left. He should yeah. have just, maybe he could have changed personnel. He should have kept the system going as it was. The minute he, he piled all those strikers on, I was thinking, hold on. Even the, mm-hmm. even the yeah. commentators were saying, this is too much. Yeah, it's like, it really was. It was like three at the back. They went to like a 3-3-4, three, three, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, it was. And the issue is, and this is why the two-week break is important for betting on Arsenal, as a, if you're going to bet on them for like FPOs, is it's the central midfield and it's getting players back into there. So it's mm-hmm. it's having, as good as, I, as much as I've liked Sambi Lekonga over this period of time, and again, if you're looking at like kind of budget Arsenal midfielders. There's a chance he'll play in a slightly more advanced role at points if Party's back. Um, and I think he's, you know, his, his pre-season, he was good enough to play in that position as well. But once Party's kind of back in that side or they're looking possibly to just sort of solidify that central midfield position, I think then that frees up everything else around that side to be able to go yeah. ahead and, and get a few more goals. But uh, Odegaard had a knock. I don't know if he's going to have time to kind of run that off, because then it might mean that Fabio Vieira will play, who looked apparently good against the match against Zurich. But, um, yeah. Any other learning from the games uh, this past game week? Anything else? Uh, anyone know, anyone, any teams? Anyone to keep an eye on going forward? Chaos is everywhere. <laughs> as we've seen tonight. <laughs> Um, yeah. as, I, I was, as I said from the start of the season, mm. Podence is the better option at Wolverhampton than Neto, yeah. as he scored again last mm. week. He's the guy they play mm. in the middle. He's the guy that gets all the opportunities. It's not great because it's Wolves and they have really low XG and they generally underperform that anyway. But Podence is the guy that gets the chances. So, um, mm. you know, I went with him in my initial draft until I fucked it up when, when the, the, the Leicester players went cheap and I had him in my draft team as well. Um, well, yeah, I think he's the better option if you're looking at a, a, a Wolves player. Mm. Nothing else, really. Um, everybody needs Spurs, uh, I need to move towards that. <laughs> any interest in Spurs? Son, also came close, hit the woodwork. Might, might exist again, <laughs> maybe. I, think I, can... I, saw, I, saw, I saw a stat, I think, is Son had the most shots without scoring this season oh, or something. And I was thinking, yeah. does that... Is, I know I... Ditched him a couple of weeks ago, but I was like, "Oh, is is he? Is this going to come good? Is he the option for Salah? Like, do you, you know, you think if he's if he is getting close, but I, I just don't trust him. And, and what I don't what I don't trust now is him to definitely start because the start with Charles right. Yeah, then yeah, he's I think brilliant. now you're in a world job. where you've got the front four at Spurs, and that's gonna that's gonna rotate, isn't it? And that's where you yeah. you, you know Harry Kane's never getting dropped. So there's that there's 
Well, they've got two Lewis twice instead, though, haven't they? Mm. Still, so then, do you think? Well, is Son due one then? Like, yeah, it's, you know, especially if Richarlison's putting the ball away. Probably not against not against City though, because Son is always the differential against City. Like mm. the the last few games they've had, he's always the one that has a good game against them. So if that game's going ahead, then I expect him to to play, and he'll probably do well in that. Uh, but yeah, be worth getting. I, I was just going to say, it'd be worth getting on Ryan Sessignon. I think he's going to end up playing a whole heap of league games for them. You could do uh, what they call in like NFL fantasy draft, uh, handcuffing, where you have two players that play in the same position. So mm-hmm. in the draft, obviously, Matty's got Haaland and he's got Alvarez. I've got uh, Jesus and I've got uh, Eddie Nketiah. Mm-hmm. So you know that if one doesn't if one doesn't play, the other one will. So you could do that where you've got Perisic and Sessegnon because you know that yeah. if one plays, the other... The danger there is, though, it's the 10 minutes yeah. at the end, yeah. isn't it? Five and the five subs makes that more likely. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to do, isn't it? What, what oh, you have I to do know. is predict it. You, you, you need to try and predict who's going to play each week. Um, so, like yeah. like this weekend, a lot of us kind of knew Perisic wasn't playing. So, if you had both, yeah, that's why I've been leave there. Perisic out and put Sessing on in, and you'd be flying, you know. But you'd mm. have to be very good with your team predictions to kind of keep that up. Yeah. It would be a what very stressful that, uh... thing to do all season, you know. <laughs> At least with Spurs, there is that guy that gives away the team about, you know, 12 yeah. to 18 hours before the, <laughs> before oh, the game. Not, not here, we're a godsend. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of, of. Yeah, we'll go through that. Yeah. I was going to ask anyone, I mean, like, is it? I know he's back, and then like a Dominic Solanke is like in terms. I'm probably more thinking of like sort of a fantasy draft. But is there is there an option where he's going to be the only real sort of like outlet for them scoring goals, or there's only goal involvements as well? I was just thinking that when he came back. Not that I think Bournemouth are going to stay up or anything else, but is he going to be that one bit of value from that team? Have you ever yeah. seen that website FPL oh. Review? Whereas um, yeah. it's 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 computer jet. It, it's all done through an algorithm, and it suggests you put your code of your team into it, and the algorithm suggests to you the best transfer for you to make. And I, I put my I put my code into it last week, just as a matter of interest. And fucking Solanke was was the prediction, and I was like, "Fuck off! I'm not bringing in Solanke into my team." And lo and behold, a goal and an Thanks. assist. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a, a lot of conversation about that. Yeah. A lot of co- it's like the uh, FPL community's version of VAR. Like, there's a lot yeah. of people like, oh, is it right? Is it ruining the game? Like, yeah, the computer's going to be a boring way to play the game. Well, I'll, I'll, the yeah, I'll I'll Sometimes I look at it just for a suggestion or to give me an idea or something like that. But yeah, it's yeah. Lanky was this week's suggestion. And lo and behold, a goal and assist. It, it, I would say the, it must, the system must have been broke when he was uh, saying, I must do four transfers this week. It's a computer's fault. On the VAR point, actually, like, what was everyone's uh, least favourite VAR decision this week? <laughs> oh, mate, like, match of the day was depressing, on it? It was just like, every game, every Poor game. West the, wor- the worst one uh, yeah. was McAllister, because that was a class goal. Oh, yeah, yeah. If a goal. If a goal's that good, it shouldn't get that guy's toe being just ahead of a defender was no advantage to him when he hit that ball like it, no. it, you know that and that's this like there should be a spirit to the rule where yeah, you should yeah. actually take into account you should actually think about the person you're ruling offside and say okay is what i know they have interfering with play but like there was no gain to 
Brighton for that guy been slightly offside, but he the, took a shot from thirty yards out. No, they need, the need, the need a star rating uh, thing to go into it there, and that was like a five star goal, and he was like, "Yeah, that should be allowed to stand." <laughs> when, it's sh- when, it, when it's some shitty like one star one that goes in off someone's arse and someone's toes ahead of it, like, "Yeah, we'll rule that one out. It doesn't matter." But when someone's rattling in a banger like that, you know, yeah, go yeah. on, you can have it. I, I, I said in the in the chat earlier, um, the daylight rule always works for me. Because yeah. daylight means there's a clear and obvious advantage. Mm. Yeah. Like mm. like you say, half, like if I've got size 12 feet and the person marking me has got size 8 feet, that's not my fault that my foot's ahead of theirs. Mm. Like we could be standing <laughs> in the exact same position, but then I'm ahead of them or whatever, you know. You know, it just it, it doesn't work for is, me that way. Cause... Is this going to be the latest trend? You're going to get these like progressive managers buying players who've got small feet. <laughs> small feet. <laughs> <laughs> just got loads of ballerina dancers <laughs> just walking around on the squash their feet into smaller boots <laughs> yeah, for just me, shave a bit of your toes there lad yeah it's not working for me at the minute the way it's done I think there was a couple in um, the European games as well because they have the automated bit oh, as well yeah. where it's like a yeah. heat seeking line sort of thing and there was one where it was again like a toenail just off and they cancelled it just like it's not a enough of an advantage to be three millimeters ahead of the defender yeah. to be worthwhile to strike it's hard, the Though, isn't it? Because, like, you know, I'm you know I'm FPL guy, not footy guy, so I, I'm very much a supporter of our. I'd rather I'd rather the decision be right at the end of the day. The problem is they're not always right. You know, that a human still interprets it and still <laughs> interprets it wrong. But I always think though, with that though, like, you know, if we're saying like, oh, there's no difference in like a centimeter. All right, we change the rule to five centimeters. Won't we all be arguing when there's one that's six? Won't we, you know, yeah, always yeah. one that's like there's always, yeah, exactly. The way it worked in the NFL a while ago is they went the advantage is always with the attacker. So all the rules favor offense because people want to see points. People mm, yeah, people don't yeah. want to see a nil-nil, people want to see a five-all. That's yeah. that's you know, you watch the game to see points scored. So the NFL just went. All the rules, you know, mm. protect the quarterback and they help <laughs> offense. And that's basically how the sport works. So <laughs> yeah, that's a great shout from Chris there. You know what's going on? Smaller feet, bigger transfer. Bigger transfer feet. Feet. Exactly. There you go. That's how it's gonna be. But on the NFL point, and I'm sure you can answer this as well, Gary. I think it feels like it's something I've heard. Are they not a lot stricter with the refs when they fuck up? Is there not like bigger consequences and more of a Public kind of a, uh, so the referees have to say secret. everything. Yeah, the referees have to say everything on mic when they're mm. making a decision. They have to say this is the decision because of X, Y, and Z. There's an overruling body that watches everything on TV, and if mm. they see something that the refs haven't picked up and it's a deciding factor in the play, they can overrule them and say you've missed this or whatever. And the teams get judged throughout the season, and if they're bad enough all season long, they just get relegated back to the college game, and then the people like get that. to be like the top, the top ref. So the refs have to be That's good. good. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, the best referee. Uh, so they they work in a team of seven. Uh, the best seven get to do the Super Bowl. Wow. So that's that's so the referees are basically playing to ensure that they're the best yeah. people. That's brilliant. Get, Oh, you, oh, you still get loads of errors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's as much mean, arguing in that sport as there is in soccer. Like the amount right? of times yeah. that you are, see, like the amount of times you see NFL commentators <laughs> going, like his knee was down there, and then it gets you know, and and then yeah. it doesn't get given as that and things. It's it's it's. There it's, are more fouls on one individual NFL play than you probably see in an entire Premier League game. Like there's so many mm-hmm. ruling fractions that you can make in the NFL. 
some are egregious, some are like really minute, but uh, it's a difficult game to referee because there's just so many people on the on the pitch at any one time. But, I, uh, I was I was saying in the chat though, I just totally agree with like Sarah, my wife, just came up with the thing of like for VAR, she was like, seconds. put it on the clock, thirty seconds. Mm. Yeah. If you can't yeah. make a decision in 30, 30 seconds, it's not yeah, a clear yeah. and obvious error. Just obvious, go with what, yeah. go with what yeah. they said on the field, and and then it's if it's what. there, someone's blatantly yeah. offside. When you look at it on the video again, yeah, great, he's offside. You know, put two lines mm. there, yeah, he's offside. But if it comes to be like, oh, we're just moving this line here and this one here and yeah. things like that, yeah. then fuck it, like it's too. It's not too obvious. nuanced. It's too then, detailed. As, it's pointless. Yeah, as a combination of cricket and the NFL, like the the team or the manager can, if they don't agree with a decision or they it think they've seen sense. something that nobody else has, you can challenge it, and yeah. then they'll go, "Oh, we'll review that play because the manager's challenged it," and then they get one challenge a game, two challenges a game, and then you're not stopping it for every infraction. You're just doing it every now and then, sort of. And, and you know, in the NFL, it's like you lose a timeout. It could be now you've got five subs, you lose a sub. If you've got yeah, it on. exactly, yeah, I love that stuff because it would also like for me confirm a lot of because I was reverting back to my mid nineties. Everything's a conspiracy against Arsenal <laughs> at the times over the weekend. <laughs> there are some referees you think if they had that thirty second, they'd be sprinting to that telly, absolutely mm. sprinting. Go on, no, cancel the goal, brilliant. Like call it like that. Yeah. You could, you know that you think Mike. There D, was a, right. a six, there was a there, six, like, six minute break on a VAR call this weekend. Yeah, and are you just like six minutes? And even the commentator was like, "If you if you take it this long, it's just it's not worth." That's not clear and obvious. Like it's anything but clear and obvious. Yeah. 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 The the worst one was West Ham. They got that was all screwed. Mm. Ah, that was that was really like you could say the United Arsenal was. 50. I'd obviously say it was a blatant foul and it was it should never have been married in the first place. <laughs> should have been um, sent off, joking. shouldn't he, um, But the West Ham one was yeah. disgrace. That was really, really yeah. Also, everything looks worse in slow motion. <laughs> so if, you're looking well, at, you if, you're looking at, if you're looking at a foul, yeah. then obviously you're going to see the impact more because you're slowing it down and you're looking at... The, I think mm. that's why the Odegaard one got... Because it was like a knee-to-thigh sort of challenge. You yeah. like, in, the, in, the, in the moment, you were like, oh, you yeah, know... It was rough, but I don't think it's worth calling back. And then you look at it in slow motion, it looks like he, you know, Kinshasa his knee and he's just like uh, <laughs> <laughs> throwing him down, sort of thing. You're just like, uh, it's, you know. Think about the like Keen Harland slow. Thing about the West Ham on was there was uh, David Moyes, so ha. Hey, they're turning around, West Ham. Lump on West Ham. They got a. Got a good fixtures coming for us, yeah. That's the fixtures, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, um, I mean, as well as Andy had in there earlier on, I think Paquette is going to end up playing a part there, yeah. It's usually his friend, his friend side, so uh, fingers crossed. Well, is Jared Bowen then? I think because, like, again, he's someone who was obviously performed last year, his price has dropped a fair bit there. If there's a better supply, you know, come come in there as well at at West Ham, potentially, he's someone who's you know. He hasn't got any of his points yet that he's going to get. So zero returns. Yeah, I have yeah. him in the draft. I thought I, I thought I'd got a great pick in the draft. No returns. No, nope. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely Fifth best nothing. player in the game last year. Blows yeah, my mind yeah. every time I see that stat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, he has literally like everyone was going. He shouldn't be eight point five. Oh, great. He's eight point one now. So you're yeah. Not... <laughs> yeah. I still wouldn't <laughs> buy him, mind you. <laughs> um, I was going to say this is normally where we pick our captains going forward. 
we don't think this game week's happening, do we? If it no. is Haaland, is it as simple as that? Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get a renegade game week where it's just a groups of lads who are insistent on playing this weekend. Because it's Imagine if Queen Elizabeth would want it. Liverpool are the only team that play. <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, Come on. It's Liverpool sell this. Imagine if this was a game week where like, there was a Friday night game and they hadn't made the decision yet. Like The Friday game happens, but nothing else does. Like I love that. The chaos like, yeah. that could cause. Um, yeah. You'd be yeah, thinking for the lucky lot. bastards who went to the game and a cracking time, didn't they? My, um, <laughs> my captain this week was going to be Jesus because Pickford's injured, isn't he? So, yeah, uh, and yeah. so's Lonergan. So I wish I could... getting in any keeper, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, I was Hazel Sosaka. I was going to try and do something a bit different. So yeah, that, yeah. that was uh, that was going to be the call call there. Like, but mm-hmm. doesn't look like it'll be happening. So because uh, I'm kind of looking to get well, I, I'm looking at getting back to Harlan. So my choices were taking a minus four and doing the three transfers that I've got in mind, or doing the one transfer which is the goalkeeper from Edison down to Pope, and then captain in either Salah against Wolves or. Mm-hmm. Jesus against Everton, and then doing the two of the transfers the following week without taking the minus four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a good. I mean, if the games do go ahead, I think there's a good argument for uh, Jesus against a weakened Everton back line or uh, Salah against Wolves. Uh, but Haaland would I'd I'd still take Haaland I think over those two. This because, is the problem because if you go with Jesus, you've got to wait till Sunday. And that'll be horrible sitting through that yeah. game on Saturday night. At least if you go like, Salah, you know. <laughs> yeah, like Andy and I have said for a few weeks, that City Spurs game is usually open end to end stuff. Yeah. Spurs and are one of the few teams that can really get out City. So yeah. you City don't like have a good four three sort of thing. City don't have a good record against uh, Spurs. Seems to be like one of the bowly teams. And nobody's yeah. talking about City's defence. City's defence has been ropey this season. I know they've had like a yeah. couple of clean sheets. A lot of rotation, but, yeah. but there's um, it's not settled. There's there's like the conceding goals against teams you wouldn't mm. expect them to like. Yeah. Again, like that that doesn't feel like a banker to me by any any means. Like. I I still don't think like everybody's just assuming City are going to win the league, but I just. I still look at their squad and it's it's very, very small. I know it's it's mm. everyone in the squad is quality and you take one in and you put another one out and it doesn't affect the quality of the first team that much. But it's it's only something like fifteen or sixteen outfield players, like and yeah. I think it's six defenders. They bought they bought this guy a kanji from Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's that great. Now I know as a defender for City you you can end up not having to do an awful lot a lot of weeks, but I wouldn't say he's a top-class signing. Um, there are a couple of injuries away from playing that young lad Gomez at left-back. And I don't know. I, I think I think they will not, definitely will not keep, if that match goes ahead, they won't keep a clean sheet against Spurs. Conte, mm-hmm. Conte will love to sit back, absorb pressure. He'll definitely play Son. He'll definitely play Kane. He'll probably play Richarlison for his pace as well. He'll leave the three of those up front and they'll hit them on the break. He'll play Perisic as high up as he can as well. And they will love to soak up pressure and try and hit them on the break as much as they can. Yeah. And if that new sign-in at centre-half's only got one leg, it'll still be better than John Stones. So <laughs> well, just, just looking at the news here on the BBC, I mean, in terms of sports, just as, a, as an update on here, obviously they've had all Friday race meetings being cancelled, second day of the PGA Championship. The, in, the Football League has cancelled two games on Friday. It's, it feels impossible 
there'll be any football mm-hmm. this weekend. Just mm-hmm. can't see it doing it to be in the precedent. I think there's it's whether or not next Saturday does that go. Because you know, what are we all going to do on Saturday afternoon? We have been, as wrestling fans, complaining about them not putting stuff on, (laughs) not putting stuff on Saturdays. Here's for once, you'd like an event to be on a Sunday, wouldn't you? Really? Yeah. Just do the ante of what they've done with pay per views for wrestling. Switch them around. (laughs) Wrestling pay per views on the Saturday, funerals (laughs) on the Sunday. (laughs) I have a a feeling the Premier League might might make a play and try and get one of these two weekends. Because it's what she would have wanted. Yeah, even if you're even if you read the press release from the Premier League, Prince in the Sky. They they, they even put that in the press release that that like that she was a fan of the Premier League, and I think there's so much money involved, and there's so little place to put postponed matches. And it's so late. Yeah, I think they'll they'll try and make a push that that the Premier League brings people to all this crap like like they had during COVID. Remember, like that we need to bring it back for people's morale and all this. And it'll be all about it'll be about money, really. But yeah. I have a feeling they will push and try and get, if not this weekend, then play games one of the... They don't want two blank weekends in a row. They really don't want that happening. The, uh, first she, was, she, was a big wrestling, she was a big wrestling fan, wasn't she? She loved her death matches. She used to be there tuning into World of Sport, apparently. Maybe they'll... Uh... Yeah, you, did, you did notice a turn in her when they cancelled the wrestling channel. She just didn't see the same after that. <laughs> NXT UK. That's was, that was a long while ago. Yeah. NXT UK was the final one on there. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. Um, and that but, um, pay-per-view from the Hammerstein. She ate. <laughs> we'll have a quick look at the uh, the draft uh, before we go. Just a quick one. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. I was going to say, do we want to do James's list of... Uh... I'll do that at the end, I think. We'll uh, oh, right. do that before we go. We'll go through that there. Um, but yeah, a draft, uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, sorry, let me just uh, move everyone to the side just so everyone can uh, best see um, yeah, the, uh, the full league there. And yeah, yeah Gareth's still top. Well, uh, no, who, not who did he lose anymore, though, Gareth. Who's the real winner in all Where were you last week, eh? Ah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, mate? What, happened? what went wrong? Uh, it was. Uh... One of them, you know, you get these bananas. He's disgusted. Yeah, look at him. He's disgusted. The, the, the JP with his Wimbledon esque performance. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sanchez oh, is in there. Like, oh, it, was, it was a good beating now, in fairness. Yeah. Wins yeah. away 29. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about this week, aren't we? Sorry, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> we did last we, we did, last we did week, this one. I had a bad week. So yeah. Like every Martinez, like it's one of those things where it's an annoyance. Look at that. There you go, Eddie. Oh, honest <laughs> to God, yeah, 64 to 2 there. And the you sp- spanked uh, I, I killed the business. I killed the business, didn't I? <laughs> I tell you what, 60, 62 points on a draft team is a phenomenal bonus points. Look at my team, how much you wouldn't have this as your actual team. Yeah. And like the things <laughs> yeah. Look at the lads weighing in for me there. Hold for Johnson. Johnson. Kilman, Trossard, yeah. Johnson, I transferred Gibbs White in this. Transferred Gibbs White in this week. He weighed him with a little assist there, just Mm. like he's an IWC picker. Do you know know fucking um, the the one at risk? Fucking son does nothing for me. The only guy with any value in the team. (laughs) I'll pick him up. (laughs) Who do you want? I'll show you. Those trades will be coming thick and fast now. Gonna say, saying it's open season, Gareth. (laughs) 
Let's get your offers in, lads. Get your offers in for this for, for song. I'm disgusted. I, I, two or three weeks ago, Andy offered me Rashford for um, Elliot of Liverpool, and I was, yeah, I was mm. like. Uh, the, the Bournemouth match was coming up, and I thought, "Ah, no! Like he'll surely get a bit in the board." And Rashford was well, yeah. doing much at the time. I fucking disgusted. Yeah. I didn't go for that. Now that that would have been a great old trade. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say with my team, I was worried this week because obviously Matty's got Haaland up front, so he expect massive points there. Mm. And mine was all tied up in Arsenal versus Manchester United. So when, when bloody Rashford got to, I like. Bloody get in. Yeah, late in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dominic Solanke. Solanke. Darwin as well. Well, I was lucky that they had three. Yeah, my, my three main strikers all um, all played. I, I only stuck, I stuck Saka and Varane on the bench just because I thought that would be a, a tough game. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Team, I'm, very, happy, very happy how it's going. Love that, love that. I think the closest game of the week was me and you, Chris. 27-29. It came right down to the last game as well. Uh, yeah. So that was a... Because uh, I had Fernandez, Odegaard and Jesus and you had a couple of defenders, I think. And when Fernandez yeah. got that assist, that, that put that, me slightly in front. So uh, Yeah, that, 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 that was it. I was what, like, for me, I'll show you, who did I have? Um, yeah, it was that. It was having a... I've got Ben White there, Zaka there as well. Yeah. Tony Gordon, he cost me a fiver not getting a book in last week. No, and the yeah. asshole. That's the first time I've seen that, by the way. Look at that Pickford on the bench oh, now. Yeah, no, yeah. I put that in the chat at the time, I think, if you'd have played it. Oh, I must have missed it. I mean, it's oh. understandable why he didn't. Oh, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't make that t- that decision differently again. So it's one of no. those things. But yeah, no. that hurts. Oh, they were there. That was a that was a close one. Um, any other ones uh, of note there? Uh, yeah, JP obviously spanking Connor there. Another good week for JP in the draft. Uh, but, uh, wait, not really because my points are terrible because half of these bastards don't play. Don't they? So <laughs> like, I've got rid of Zach Grealish in as well. The big star, and again, I'm going to bring him up because he's going to be one of Europe's finest centre half, Nathan Collins. Who's been every time he's been getting bonuses in there as well? Like, I mean, he's got a few right. decent points. Him and Saul, he's one of the top scoring defenders in the game now. He he really out is. of nowhere, yeah, yeah. He like, he, and he's going to play like because of Connor Cody going. Like between him and Kilman, I think that they're, they're like it's like I think what Garrett said earlier on. The thing is with Wolves, and um, is even though it's, it's terrible XG, like they're going to be the kind of side who. Um, who get like kind of um, clean sheets and the rest of it? Smith Rowe, he's he's he's. I'm basically getting rid because I just think he's he's going to be niggled with injuries up until like kind of Christmas time. Sancho's generally been all right. I think this is just the midfield itself is generally quite quite solid. And then up front, I've. I mean, I think I think the points will be spread about. What we don't have is like say what Matty has with Haaland, which is kind of a nice cheeky cheat code in the middle of it. But um, mm. but yeah, I think, I think, what, I think what's helped right for you, JP, JP. What's helped for you is because you've been bottom for the like last couple of weeks. You've been yeah. able to pick up these, um, you know, like new signings coming in. I'm hoping to get Anthony, and because uh, I'm still near enough near the bottom as well, so I'm <laughs> hoping to be able to get Anthony in there. No, I'm not going for a Bamiyang at all. No, I don't want to get. I mean, in, I'm not even convinced of how much he's going to end up starting. I just don't see. I could be completely wrong. Obviously, he's going to score against Arsenal. That is going to happen. But I, mm. I look at 
like a Bamiyang. And I, I don't know in terms of the strikers I've got, it's Jota coming back in, Antonio and Isak. And I'm like thinking, I don't know if I like if he'll play enough for it to be kind of worth mm. it for me, but. Mm. Oh well, well, yeah. You need a Boston JP, so you get you'll get second dibs behind Connor. So hopefully, Connor's not paying attention. Um, he's been on his holidays, so you might uh, might get in there I'm with aware, the mate. or uh, someone yeah. else first choice. <laughs> you live it up, Connor. Don't uh, you worry about this draft bollock. Have, have a few drinks. Have a few drinks. You're gonna pay. You're gonna PayPal him some money just to uh, you know, have a good yeah. time. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> it, is, is, is Ben Schwarmer's you, Chris, or is it other Chris? Bench warmers, mate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not going great. Just rubbing it in. Um, no, yeah. no, I was genuinely Cup, looking at that. Couple of results. Uh, the league's I, I, not going to be Calm down. <laughs> it's yeah, all right. It's Jonathan uh, Jordan's still in building. Mm. I mean, it's That's only, it. you know, what, nine points behind, so it's not too bad. Mm. I think Jordan has very much proven that him not doing well and like the, having those struggles in the draft league last year is very much an anomaly when it comes with him in fantasy games. You look he's, at the points scored there, though. You've been unlucky, haven't you, Jamesy? You must have had some games where you've... Uh, I had two or three two. weeks where there was nothing in it, like two or three points, yeah. Uh, what, what's killing me, I say it every week, my top three picks in the draft were Robbo, Robertson from Liverpool, Alisson from Liverpool, Jared Bowen. Barely a return. You'd expect yeah. them to be carrying the team, like double mm-hmm. Liverpool. To fill. I'm not going to get rid of them, like, you're not going to get rid of Robertson or, or Alisson. But they're just killing me. There are no clean sheets yeah. in them. Every week it's a mm. one or a two. Bowen's done nothing. So if I'm conf- I think I have three West Ham players. If if they can start, if their fixtures improve, I think I can start maybe doing something. Yeah. But ah, it's just frustrating. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, and, and I look at the team and I'm like, there's not too many of them I want to take out, you know. Um, big Mitro in there is a big Mitro. Yeah. He's a star you, so far, yeah. You've clearly had a shite draw when you look at that and then you look at how many points you've actually scored. You, yeah. you yeah. must have just been unfortunate <laughs> playing people on the weeks when yeah. they probably had yeah, that. a bit of bad luck, but I, I think some fixture swings might help me a little bit. And if I could, Liverpool can sort themselves out, I'd be honest. I mean, you, you, look at, you look at Will and he's got two Not a statement, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the least amount of points, but he's he's ahead of nine like, points. Yeah. The table. <laughs> That's the great thing about this game; you can sneak an old win, like and yeah. 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 Was it was it last week where somebody would have beaten everybody else apart from the person they played? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> 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 and you're like, that's that's all people. Yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> that game week. <laughs> he hasn't had his parade yet. It's coming. I'm told. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this week I've got Eddie, JP, Matty. So yeah, you watch out for him, JP. Watch your back, James, Ian, Andy. A little oh, derby Andy. there. Um, cool. Will and Garrett. So uh, should be uh, another comfortable three ways for Garrett. I would imagine. Uh, Chris, Chris, and Connor, and uh, other Chris and Jordan there as far as the. Uh, Victor's go if it takes place, which is, is yeah. unlikely. It uh, won't. Probably not going to, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder what Mate, she's with that. on the BBC Sports page. The first five stories are about, about her. Now, like, it's just like, oh, it's some sporting pictures of the Queen. Her and a horse. Yeah. It's, not, <laughs> it's not like her doing a fifth tackle in rugby league or something like that, <laughs> is it? Which at least you think she was into her sports. At least Princess Anne was into it. She's like that round the head. <laughs> she was. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely, though, what happens with the draft? I suppose those games just get we're all zero, aren't we? And we, uh, we, we, we uh, won that game week. I'll take we the all, points. We all That'll win. There'll be, there'll, there'll be big double game weeks, but yeah, I suppose it's all yeah. zero. Yeah. You don't, you don't and what happens with drafts? In, in the drafts? 
what well, was that teams play, teams play twice like if you have a player who's played no, twice well, the, if, if they play twice they play in the same game week in the draft. yes yeah 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 you don't yeah. you don't get a game week for each yeah, draft that the matches will get moved but I, I suppose it's just nil yeah. all for everybody like can i ask yeah. what's going to happen in the normal game with transfers like like, like there's a there's, there's a deadline at the moment for transfers of 11 a.m on saturday mm-hmm. if i don't make a transfer now and then the next game week is called off as well Mm. Do, so the then, transfers yeah. ro- do the transfers roll? Will I end up so with two transfers this, the next time there's a game week? Or how, you know, this is why can I make I'm, one transfer in between? Like, yeah. Or, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to make my Edison to Pope transfer tonight, and then when it rolls over to the next game week, I'll have two transfers again because I don't want to risk losing one transfer. I think you, I mean, have you got two at the moment? Yeah, so I've got two at the okay. moment. So, okay, um, yeah. I'll probably do. But will they roll? I don't know. Yeah, I think they will. I think it will just carry on as a, a rolling week, I guess, unless they announce something. But the, it's it's two a.m. that it all happens on the on the website. So if yeah. I do it tonight, then I'll probably be ahead of the curve, sort of thing. Yeah, good thinking. Yeah, but yeah, like we said, at the top, all those people who pulled the wild card button or just made a load of yeah. transfers, gambling for this week, you know, fancied a couple of hits because the fixture yeah. was good this week. If you took a free hit, you'd be disgusted. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hit free here or a wild card. Triple yeah. captain, gone, yeah. Mm. Andy, well, don't then. do it. Don't press <laughs> Andy. Just, just <laughs> don't. This, yeah. Definitely James. this week, don't, like. James, <laughs> James, I'm not that, I'm not that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into <laughs> Jamesy had some uh, some people you should listen to on uh, on us basically that we'll uh, we'll go through in a minute just very quickly the uh, the grapple league itself Jamesy like I say top of our lot sitting there fourth in the overall yeah. in the in the grapple league uh, JP not far behind in uh, in six but yeah top top three now Aiden Dodd uh, is number one Skinny Jeans FC Kevin Otalo is second that's the first time I think I've seen his name um, knocking about on a pen, the lovely pendant moderation who we still don't know who the mystery who is, is sitting <laughs> in third I love it they're going to just fly through to the end of the season um, yeah doing uh, doing well there I am I'm always interested who's actually uh, who's bottom let's, uh, let's see is it Will? Is the uh, the main question I've got. Well, the, uh, the Salah team. <laughs> no, Roberto Callas is uh, is bottom there. <laughs> Martin's not doing well. 160 seconds. Um, Bushby's babes. Uh, Don't scroll up anymore. It's okay. I was scared that it's my own name. But there you go. All still to play for. It's still early, but you know things are starting to take shape. And yeah, Jamesy JP, I think you're uh, you're sitting pretty there at the uh, the top. Be quite happy if I was you guys. Yeah, no, no, Jesus is very happy. Yeah, um, yeah. J- J- Jamesy will be up there. I won't be. I'll, I'll do something dark. I'll forget that <laughs> deadline when we're doing a weekend <laughs> show. We haven't had one of those scenarios in a while. Yeah. I have to yeah. swear publicly. Um, oh. So I'm expecting expecting that there. Um, I think he's in the mix again. Having the focus on the brother helped for a couple yeah. of weeks, but Jordan is going to overtake me soon enough. This is, you know, as as Christ would have wanted him to do, he's going to overtake and do very well later on. And to like, like you were Kinder and Buemo doing so well. <laughs> oh, Kinder yeah. and Buemo. Yeah, that's... Sitting there in ninth, fair play. Have we figured out who pending moderation is yet? That's, oh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> have to put a tweet out or something and try to figure <laughs> it out. Sorry, can I give a shout-out as well for Sesk people, Lynn? It's just like a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> guy. <laughs> 
United <laughs> fan and also in the Pets at Home League. So if you know anyone who makes a Pets at Home, oh, that's who's in that Can you click on that league? <laughs> How big is that league? A lot of people who work there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is it one branch of Pets at Home or is it like the God, Pets at Home great? We're doxing this guy, aren't we? <laughs> 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 well, that's going to find out about it. Like Google his name. What's their uh, what's their uh, FPL ID uh, number? And I'll have a look on it. Six three three five eight three six. Hang on, I'm just getting the website. What was the uh, I'll pop it in the chat. Six, oh, right, way, on a, on a, on a non FPL note, just to say that the title for next week's spotlight, I'm hoping for Prince Philip Brooks. <laughs> we'll find a way to do it um, before we go there though yeah obviously yeah Jamesy um, you sent me over a bit of a, a link of uh, some of the uh, the experts in the uh, in the community that like I say hopefully no one's listening to us for uh, advice maybe maybe you and Chris but uh, you know don't, don't don't listen to me when it comes to FPL advice there are people out there who are uh, definitely smarter than us that uh, yeah you put together a bit of a list for us yeah, like it's an FPL Twitter is is a big big place, and there's a, there's mm. there's good accounts, there's bad accounts, there's some there's some shite talked on there as well. Now, to be honest, it's like wrestling Twitter. You, you could narrow it down to maybe ten, fifteen very good accounts that if you just look at them, you'd be grand. Um, I, some of the very useful ones are for like early team news. If you can hold off on your transfers till, like especially like the first one there at Jump the Wave is. Um, it's it's a group of it's a group of twenty fans and they they'll do team predictions for Man City, the teams that tend to rotate where you're not sure of the lineup. So they'll do Man City, they'll do Liverpool, they'll do Chelsea, uh, Spurs this season as well. So that they'll get twenty really well tuned in fans to give their lineup prediction, and they'll give you the percentage. Like they'll say like a hundred percent of people think Paris is just going to start this week. So. You know, it, it'll give you an indication of whose position might be in doubt for a particular week yeah, and that kind of thing. And it, it usually is pretty, pretty accurate. Um, somebody else mentioned him earlier at P. O'Keefe one. Mm. If you can kind of wait till about 24 hours before kickoff, he sometimes has inside information where he'll get the actual lineup. And sometimes he'll say this is just a prediction, but he's usually like he'll have nine, 10 out of 11, right? Um, FF scout Luke is really really he's the best i've seen at actually he's predicting great. pet roulette Pep, i don't know how he does it but he's usually nine ten eleven out of eleven right for man city which is an impossible team to predict sometimes you know um team news and ticks is one if you're getting really close to the if you were close to the deadline for say the 12 o'clock kickoff on a day they'll sometimes put a tweet out like something like salah's not playing today and if liverpool are in the early kickoff uh, yeah, they, they they don't tweet very often, but every now and again they'll come up with a gem. Like as I said, mm-hmm. like at, at eleven o'clock in the morning on the day of maybe five minutes before the deadline, something like Salah's not playing today or something like that. And if if you're on the ball, um, that's quite good. And FPL Rockstar as well, you'll usually get see a tweet from them a good bit before team sheets come out. Just something like um, Haaland needs a rest today or something like that. And um, mm-hmm. they're sometimes after the deadline, so they're no help. Um, <laughs> For injuries as well. I hate these earlier deadlines, by the way. I miss when the deadline yeah. was just that just that half an hour later. Yeah. You had more of a chance, yeah. didn't you, of yeah. getting the little leaks? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um for injuries, like um there's a there's quite a lot of info you can get from the press conferences, like which usually take place, say, on the Friday morning to lunchtime of the weekend before the fixtures. And there's a guy called Ben Dinnery who does yeah. he'll do he'll do a big long thread 
of all the information, like who's in, who's injured for what teams, who's a doubt. Maybe something like Pep saying somebody looks tired. He'll give you any information you need to know about lineups and that kind of thing. And then FPL status is really good at updating, like tweeting out kind of generated tweets <laughs> about who's injured and that kind of thing. Um, and then just uh, some of the better content creators, because as I said, there's a lot of accounts on Twitter and like there's people who'll try a hot take, you know, they'd want to say, they'd want to be the one who made the mad selection, like some Brentford player, like, so everybody's striving for a hot take. These are just really good, reliable sources. Um, Planet, I think James from Planet FBL is, he's my, he's the, my number one podcast. I don't know, do you guys listen to him? But he's our mate. He, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. And he's, he's, even if you're just a football fan, he, he's a, he's a guy who'll, he's a, he's just really, he's a football expert, I would say, but with an FPL slant. So even if you didn't play FPL, I think listening to yeah. him on his podcast every week, it's just really good. He he will tell you everything. He'll tell you subtle things like um, formations. Like he, he'll have noticed something like Brentford are now playing 4-3-3. And he'll tell you like, if Brentford play 4-3-3, Ivan Tony is much more likely to score. Little gems of information yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Um, he's just amazing. I love James. He's like, uh, he's like Spurs JP. Like, I've, uh, <laughs> we've, uh, we've gone back and forth in the DMs a couple You're of times. You're friendly enough like, with him, aren't you, Benno? Yeah. Yeah, well, usually yeah. if I jump in their chat, he'll, make, like, he'll mention Grapple or like, he's uh, he's like a lapsed wrestling fan. So yeah. We have talked in the past about doing something. I don't know what yeah. it would be like, uh, just a, a, maybe a bit, make a dust off versus and we could uh, chat FPL and old school wrestling or something. But I want to get JP in because he's like yeah he's a Spurs fan but I can just yeah. imagine them two getting along I think it's just yeah, it makes it a great podcast I'm alright I've, I've had to live and grow up around Spurs fans all my life so I can tolerate them at this point <laughs> it took me, took me 44 years to get to that stage so yeah he's, he's a sound one <laughs> uh, and then Andy most people know Andy from Let's Talk FPL he does all his um, his last minute videos and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, he's one of the more widely known content creators, I'd say. I was watching him when he had like 50 viewers, you know, it's like ridiculous. Jesus. You go on his, his deadline day streams uh, now and like there's literally tens yeah. to hundreds of thousands it's, of people on. It's, it's, mad that he's now like, yeah, it's, it's mad that he's now like number one you know, YouTube mm. creator for, yeah. for FBL. He's probably the most like, well known. Like, uh, it, Well, it's his full time job now. Like uh, he, yeah. he used to work for EA and like he That's left it, working yeah. for EA to become a full-time FPL content mm. creator. So he's he's the most well-known. I don't think he's the best specific. I think it's because he's so I, I think it's, it's a personality thing. I think, I think it's it. worth listening to him because mm. it's the he's like the big waves sort of thing. Like he's really good on fixtures and like what's coming up. Mm. I don't think his uh, picks on specific players are great. Like the, the whole reason that people were on Neto and Bailey was mainly mm. because of Andy, because he was like mm. very early on them. And because he's like the big voice, a lot of people kind of jumped on the following mm. sort of thing. But uh, yeah, he's, he's worth listening to just to get the big overarching view of where YouTube yeah. FPL is at. Definitely. Yeah. Um, FPL general, I, I would say if you're a beginner at the game, um, he's a really good guy to, he does, he does a podcast. He does the athletics um, FPL podcast. And I remember finding him very good the first year that I really started taking it seriously, I think it was three years ago. And I found he he kind of, he he, he aims the podcast at the masses kind of. So it's quite good, basic general advice. He's, he's been playing the game like 20 years. He's like got loads of top 10 finishes. He's a really kind of safe manager. And if you're somebody who's new to the game, 
if you listen to his podcast, I think he has two podcasts a week. He just give you very good basic tips to kind of improve your game and that kind of thing. Um, He's very um, succinct as well. I'd say with him, like yeah. I'd say the podcast can be a little bit dry because it's just him talking. Yes, but yeah. you get all the information you need in half an hour. Do you know what for I mean? Rather than yeah. sitting there yeah. listening to not beds like us for two and a half hours. Yeah, half an hour you're done. You know, it's like homework. I don't when you listen to it. Yeah. But I, yeah. yeah. And he's he's got himself a gig on Sky now as well. Like so he he's kind of one of the legends, I would say, of, of FPL management. Like he one of the first content creators. Um and it's good to see guys like him doing well out of it. Like he's got a whole career yeah. just from, from FPL stuff as well, which is great to see. Uh Ben Krellen is the man for fixtures. Like he will yeah. he'll produce when when these double game weeks start coming out now, he'll produce lovely charts telling you who's playing in two game weeks. Really lovely visual charts where you can easily see who's got a double game week coming up, who's got a blank. Like, he was a godsend, say, during COVID there. When, <laughs> remember he knows it, he knows the, the Premier League fixture list better than the people that yeah. run the Premier League fixture he, list. He's he, like, he, this he is the week where... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the only week where they can put this game. And yeah. he says it eight weeks out, and yeah. then eventually it's like, exactly. oh, this is the week we've had to put this game. Which is he's, like, he's probably yeah. got tw- He's probably got tweets up already about when's the most likely time for the cancelled games this yeah. weekend are going to be like he'll already be saying it's probably going to be game week 23 24 or 28 like it's great he yeah. just has a brain like a computer for this kind of thing um at ffs community was a, an account i discovered recently if you're into your visuals and heat maps like chris is uh, and fpl underscore chase same thing as well just really beautiful visual data of um easy to see stats and that kind of thing and then i just threw at the end as well ff scout az it's as from uh the other um, yeah, black box. It, it's the other kind of video podcast that I would watch. Like, really, they're really. Would you say better? They're kind of stats guys. Like, they they put up lots and lots of visuals and charts on their videos. A lot of them. Um, they've kind of like I hate to say this, Chris, but they've almost converted me to being into XG and XI. <laughs> like, like the way they present the stats is very. It's like. Yeah, yeah the, you know, expected goals. It'll, they go through all the best defenders, midfielders. It's kind of like they're picking through the weeds, aren't they, James? As far yeah. as like going through it, it's like high, high, high recommend. I'd say if you would ever listen to a FBL yeah. pod, like yeah. but they're also good. I'd crack. also say as yeah. well, yeah, oh yeah, and that's the thing. You know, they do it's, the. It's a dry topic, but challenge. they make it good because they're yeah. good crack as well. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, they did the match. I, I do challenge last week. Yeah, yeah I, they, I, uh, I watched yeah, that and I thought one of them had definitely knew the results by what they were saying. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, so it felt I, like I only that, lasted though. like yeah, I only lasted 10, 15 minutes watching that. But I, I thought oh, it was was it a work? Yeah, I think one of them was like, oh, but what if Salah didn't score? Or I just like come on whatever it just like it was uh yeah it was a bit annoying but um i'd just throw two others in on that um one that i've only recently discovered which i've quite enjoyed which is called net the hall which is a uh they're kind of analytical stats based sort of uh podcast mm. and then um fpl focal as a youtuber mm. uh he was world number one last year for about four weeks uh and he ended up in the top 200 i think top 200 300 um really good short like six seven minute videos on youtube of just mm. interesting bits that he's found out and stuff um i think he runs that website fpl review i was talking about uh with that all right yeah and all that stuff yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that one yeah that one surprised me he's he's really good like just for short like uh if you're on a break at work or whatever youtube videos just like doesn't do i don't think anything i've ever seen him do goes past 10 minutes or whatever but mm. lots of uh good information he also does a lot of interesting bits where if you see uh, anything about um, 
F, uh, actual Premier League players having FPL teams and that sort of stuff. He's the oh, guy yeah. that think, that's what he digs all that information out and puts it on and that sort of stuff. So I was just going to say you're, you're missing the best for team news, Calvin Phillips. Man City captaincy. I can see. Yeah, I can yeah. see your face there, Garrett. You're disgusted by all this content I hate, creators. I, 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 hate, I hate it all. I hate it all. <laughs> Look at your faces. <laughs> you're just like this. I, I know. I'm sat. I know. I'm sat here on an FPL podcast, but I'm like, <laughs> I, I like. I, I hate. I, I hate the idea that people are sitting getting like all this spoon fed to them. Like, do it yourself. Garrett's <laughs> <laughs> old school. Like, I've modelled this after like the they used to just only be the Fancy Football Scout podcast, and that was literally Mark, Mark who's FF Scout Mark, who does a uh, black box with us. Him and Granville would just sit there, just they'd just talk about the teams from last week, and they talk about the transfers and the captaincy, and it just it built from there. It got more complex, and it's a whole world now. And Fancy Football Scout runs everything. But those simple days, I do uh, I do miss sometimes. Um, I was going to say just there's one extra similar to Black Box. I don't know if anybody watched. Is uh, burning questions on Scout like that is very, very data uh, driven, and it's a little off-putting at first because you think it's just it's too nerdy and too geeky. But I think once you get to know the host and you get into it, like the best information I think I get anywhere comes uh, from those lads over there. So I'd, I'd recommend that too on the uh, on the Scout network. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll end this here before we uh, we offend Gareth any uh, <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I, I could I could well, see your, sh- your shoulders drooping more and more as I was eating. <laughs> it's interesting though I think from the stats point of view it's mm. kind of like how can stats end up predicting a live sport sort of thing I guess it's kind mm. of that is it a live between, blowing it? sport as well yeah Not it's kind like of like one that's got lots of set pieces where you can structure and break it down yeah is, exactly yeah, I think it's chaos it's chaos theory in action this football hmm but they do seem to hit more than they you would expect, I suppose. I guess the longer it goes, the the better it should get. Yeah. It's got to it's got to be a combination of the two for me, like because is yeah. is where I don't know. You maybe see something and it's like so and so's taken this many corners for this club, and I'm thinking, well, I've watched three of their last games, and he's, he hasn't beat the first man in any of them, or something. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so well, yeah. it's it's an say, application of what to, you've uh... <laughs> you've seen as well as what you what what the numbers are. I think. So uh, Andy, Jeff, and I uh, went to Altrincham uh, a couple of weeks ago to watch them play, and we were leaving the ground. And Jeff was like, "I wonder how many goals come direct from a corner." I was like, "It's actually three percent of uh, goals are scored direct <laughs> from a corner." <laughs> just like just knowing because I've I, you know I've watched videos of that sort of thing and just like looking into it, it's like yeah, I mean the top five leagues in Europe, three uh, percent of corners you, know, you get a goal direct from a corner yeah. that sort of thing. And and, and, gem- and generally, Chris, them three percent are all in rock. Dale games before <laughs> <laughs> yeah. established the week. <laughs> yeah. I still think the eye test is is by far the best because like mm. you you well, can you... have a you can have a game like where a striker scores three goals and they're all offside by half an inch. Mm. And like that won't show up on XG, that won't show up on any of the stats that you look up online. On another day, that's a massive haul. You know what I mean? And that shows that that striker is consistently getting in good goal scoring positions and he's in a team that's clearly creating chances for him. And like, if you're somebody who never watches football, you will be completely oblivious to that fact. You know, it's the the Brentford Ivan Tony thing, what I was saying. um, Hmm. Like, two weeks, the two weeks prior to this, they'd had plenty of shots on goal, but not no end product. But it was like, you've got to sort of keep with them because. 
one of these days they are going to thump, thump yeah. someone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say that, but last year I didn't watch any games. I did really well in FPL. This year yeah. I've watched more games than I've watched probably this millennia. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 4.7 millionth in the world. So. Yeah. Just, just watch Match of the Day. Well, yeah, I think we've uh, learned some lessons here. And yeah, we, we still don't know if there's games this weekend. Hopefully there is. But, uh, <laughs> Mate, there isn't. Enjoy them, folks, if they are, but it's not, it's not looking. Uh, Over the Queen's like, dead body. If not, <laughs> watch a real sport. Watch the, uh, the NFL. It starts go. tonight. A couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> or watch we'll the League of Ireland. Particularly those Manchester, you know, you know, if you're there, He's if you're in stuff. Ireland, go on and watch Bowes. <laughs> Waterford Cork, big derby Friday night tomorrow night. Ah, they're tasty court. Cool. Well, they're winning the league, aren't they? Really? Isn't it, ah, is it not going to be confirmed in the next week? Can you rest them. And they've they've got they've got a they've got a DJ for the stadium now, JP. The, the new owners have got them a DJ, so they're flying. The whole place is going well, to be built. That's what the RSC has always needed: is a DJ. <laughs> And a marquee for having points out the back. So oh, they're, all nice. they're all delighted down in Waterford now. They've got a marquee and a DJ. They're laughing. Proper day out. <laughs> well, yeah, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, get get it. If they, maybe they'll maybe all like the non-league games will carry on this weekend. People can get out. To, Hopefully, like, the local club and stuff. Yeah, get yourself to the FA Trophy preliminary round. Yeah. <laughs> that's it so yeah if anyone's bored there you go there's that but yeah other than that hopefully we'll be back next week we'll see <laughs> see what the uh, the lay of the land is if not probably the uh, we'll be in mourning mate come on <laughs> that's it show some respect she's been red flagged so you know uh, but anyway <laughs> anything else from us JP I don't I follow it up <laughs> um, now if you want to find out all the wrestling stuff that we do patreon.com forward slash grapple how do you say good? How do you say goodbye in the devil's language? <laughs> Luciferian. Um, I was just going to say goodbye. That was all I was going to do. Let's do it in German. Proper tribute to the Queen, then. I'll be the same. I'll be the same pet. <laughs> uh, good night, all. We'll Bye. Tschüss. <laughs>